Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today's show is brought to you by Casper.com. Receive $50 off any mattress purchase at caspertrial.com slash report. And we are back with the Mariah Report. I know, finally. Moments. I feel like we've been gone for a thousand years. It does feel like a long time. And wait, we, I, we I need to um, cheers. A, a splash. Fest, a festive splash yeah. to a celebrating our return. Cheers. Cheers. Toast. Bravo. It's supposed to be our, our like spring comeback, but it's still winter in New York. Oh, it's We're treacherous. Pummeled with snow. Yeah. It feels like Christmas again. Yeah. Christmas time is in the air again. It definitely is. In the middle of March. In March, yes. <laughs> That's all right. So we are back with moments. We have a very exciting show. We have a lot to talk about. So much. I know so much has been happening. Uh-huh. But we got tour talk. We have Lego performances. Movie. Performance. We got movie talk. Dubai. We also have a very, very special guest. We yes. got to speak with Craig Seymour. And he is the journalist responsible for that amazing one-hour unedited uncut rare interview rare interview that if you have not listened to yet we did a back in time episode but mm-hmm. maybe like two weeks ago yep um and we discussed it and we had to get him on the phone because we had so many questions we wanted so much more and if you love his interview with mariah you're gonna love our interview with him because yes. he has so much more information oh my god i was like i was like oh my god i uh, uh, yeah I couldn't stop listening because that because in, his interview with Mariah feels like it's behind the scenes. So yeah. we got like a behind the scenes behind the scenes. Yeah, so good. So uh-huh. that's coming later. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. I know that you've probably also noticed that we have a new sponsor. Yeah, for the program, and that helps us. Yeah, so we've got some sponsorship happening, and that helps keep the lights on around here. Yes, someone has to pay the electricity. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so help them they help us so, right um and we got more of that so you know yeah it's a new exciting adventure for us I, you know when you grow up and you have to put your adult pants on mm-hmm. this is what you do yeah so 
And so this week's sponsor is Casper Mattresses, which I love them. Uh, it's like They're floating everywhere. on a cloud, uh-huh. sleeping on a cloud. It's I could great. go into the ad right now, but we'll, I'll save it for later. <laughs> okay. But it's been forever, Martin. I feel like I haven't even seen you in forever. I know. I, I know, right? It's been a while. When was our last moment? It's like Feb? March? January. <laughs> no. What month is it? Oh, last, my God, it was. Yes. Our last moments episode, yeah, I think, was January. Shoot, you're right. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot. I've been on like Mariah hiatus. I've been trying to tune it out for a moment and I got very productive. Oh, doing that. see what happens when mm-hmm. that, when that happens. Yeah. Um, you get things done. You live your life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I finally went to see the Aladdin musical on Broadway. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Really good. Really cute. Um, it's definitely a Broadway version of the movie, obviously. Has a, has is there a, a flying carpet in it? There is, and it's really good. Oh, really? Disney's really good at stage theatrics. Oh, it's good. God, it's been so long since I've seen the show. Mm-hmm. I really need to get out there. But Mariah went and brought the kids a while back. She did. I yeah. The star of the show is the genie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's not Aladdin. Aladdin's not the star. Oh, funny. Funny. Well, who would have thought? Yeah, but the genie is worth it. Okay. And the the musical performances are out of this world. Really? Do mm-hmm. they do a whole new world? They do a whole new world. There's a few new songs written for Broadway. Okay. That you don't know. I need to really put on my Broadway game and go out and see more shows. I tell you, I am it's, so bad. It's so funny because it's right in our backyard. It we, really is. We never go. But like that one time I just happened to be walking by the theater and Brandy Norwood was standing outside in front and I was like, oh my God, bitch. Because <laughs> she was in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, so I may, maybe it wasn't that random. I knew that she was there, but I really didn't think she was. I was just walking by the theater. Yeah. I didn't know she was going to be standing outside, but she was. Was anybody else there? Like, like one the other su- person. Like the subway incident? No one cared? <laughs> Y'all better leave her alone. <laughs> no, there was, my- there was other people there, but I think I got there like sort of late. Because then the following two, like two weeks later, I went to her like finale. Yeah. And there was like literally, it was like a, bl- a brandy like block party. Like the whole block was shut down. Oh. Uh, her mama, her daddy, her daughter. I mean, the whole, it was tons of people. Oh, wow. So there are people who love her. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm just teasing. <laughs> okay. I'm teasing her. So Aladdin, it was good. Love you. Aladdin. recommend it. I saw some movies. I saw Hidden Figures, finally. Oh, yes. It's really good. Yeah. I like Ugly Cried a little bit. Did, wait, did it win any Oscars? It, oh, did it? I don't think it did. I, I no. don't think it did. Uh, maybe like one or two. Okay, maybe remember. not in major categories. No, I okay. don't think so. Anyways, I want to see that because that's a, those are interesting stories. Yeah, I caught Judge Judy Fever. <gasps> Badly. Okay. Like, I've liked Judge Judy. I've known back when I lived in Australia, I knew of her. I just never got around to watching it properly. I don't know what happened, but I now you're on the kick. I started watching on YouTube. Oh, don't even. Yeah. You get sucked in. Oh, big time. It's like bad enough if like you're at home and the TV's on at four o'clock because that's uh-huh. what time she comes on and there's two episodes back. Oh, well, to now back. I DVR it. Oh, well, of course you do. Yeah. You know, um, but. It's like, oh, God, now I had to sit here and watch this for a whole hour. But if you're on YouTube uh-huh. and you do it, you're like, oh, my God, 17 hours later, yep. you've watched like a million hours. Oh, I'm practically a lawyer now. <laughs> yes. I can do the exam. <laughs> I bet I'll pass it. I love Judge Judy. You know who else loves Judge Judy? Who? RuPaul. I think that's what probably leading me down that road. Yeah. Led me down that road because he talks about her so much. Yeah. So, so good. Judge Judy don't lie. Judge no. Judy, she does not play. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my Judge Judy. Mm-hmm. I'm like stupid. She hooked. don't let people be stupid. I need her to run Mariah's career now. I wish like you, like, I wish 
you know, because some in real life, you know, Judge Judy, like if someone's stupid or being stupid, she lets them have it right then and there. Oh. But, you know, like in real yeah. life, you can't really do that no. because like it's like considered rude or mm-hmm. mean or you're being a fucking cunt. Yeah. You know, whatever. But sometimes people are real stupid and you got to tell them. Oh, and she just you're an idiot. Yeah. You're, you're, stupid, you're an idiot. Yeah. She'll just say it like, yep. Pete. Baloney. He is. <laughs> and they're like, yes, I am. Yeah. It's so yes. hysterical. I wish I could be more like that because I come across idiots every single day. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like I really want to tell you how stupid you are, mm-hmm. but I can't because I'll be fired. Okay. You never know, though. You might turn into a millionaire. You know, hey, you it never works know. For works for her. Um, gosh. Judge Judy. I know. I love that bitch. I also saw one more play called um, oh, what? The View Upstairs. It's this <gasps> new like little play. No, the gay play. It's a gay play. It was kind of bad. No, don't tell me that, Martin. I know. I randomly saw like an ad for that. Yeah. And then I was like, I looked and I like just look, randomly looked up the cast and there's a super hot white guy in it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my, and then I started watching him on Instagram and oh. him and his sexy ass husband. And I was oh. like, you bitches, you skinny bitches. Uh-huh. But then I was like, I want to go see this play because I know it's based on a true story or something, right? It's, About based, a, it's based, it's like um, one of the first... Or, um, first major like massacre uh, of, of a gay, gay bar, yeah, of a gay bar. Wasn't it where they burnt the place? Yeah, it's th- so it's based on this um, bar in New Orleans, down down in uh-huh. New Orleans in the French Quarter, and it was like back in the day, and this in the sixties. Befo- this is before Stonewall, right? Before Stonewall, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So everyone's repressed. Everyone's like hanging out on the down low, like right. secretly hiding out. It was like a in quotes, church session. And there was a priest that would do sermons there. And, oh, really? But it was like a oh. gay hangout where the gays gather. Yeah, gather g- g- gaggle of gays. And spl- have splashes and yeah. listen to Diana Ross and all that stuff. Um, a patron was like crazy. He was a regular patron who ended up, I think they discovered he had a wife and kids or he got married later or something. Went crazy, burnt the place down with everybody in it. It's, it's like a legend down there in New Orleans. Got away with murder, literally. Literally. Then never got charged or anything. Oh, my God. Um, so it's that story. Uh, but the play wasn't good? They t- Here's the thing. I think I know too much because I love New Orleans. I've been there several times. Uh-huh. And so I know that story. I've been in the place because they've done ghost tours. Oh, really? Of the venue. Oh. Um, it's part of a building. And so I, I, I know New Orleans too well. So the so in the play the stage the stage was good they did like a cute little setup of what New Orleans what New Orleans looks like, but where they failed is the music didn't sound like New Orleans. There was no jazz. It sounded very okay. it sounded Broadway. Okay. So so I was in there with our friend Johnny, and we we're just like this is weird. This doesn't sound like New Orleans. I don't feel like I'm in New Orleans now. Okay. I'm still on Broadway, and the story was a bit like fluffy. Whatever. Whatever. Oh. I don't talk about it. Well, I still want to go see it. Go and see it because we'll, Johnny and I were saying if you don't know the story, it might be cute for you. Like you might enjoy it. It probably will be cute I, to me. Like we were saying we, we <laughs> know too. Cute. Yeah, like we don't know too no, much. You know, it's very much like you know the reason why I don't really care for Mariah's world. It's like I know too much. We know much. too much. Exactly. It's like you know what? But then I, the other day I was talking to this little eighteen-year-old hostess that works with me, and I asked her what she thinks about Mariah because she's brand new, and that's like my second question to everyone. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my god, I love that show, uh, that her reality show." And I was like. Like, oh, you do? Uh-huh. Please pray tell. Why? No, I love that too. You have to why? find out. Yeah. But 
and she obviously doesn't know all of that. She just sees the surface of things. And she's uh-huh. like, well, yeah, it's just cute. It's funny, you know, and she's fabulous. So I was like, okay, yes, she is. Uh-huh. But for me, because I know so much, you know much, it's just like trash. Trash. That's how I felt about this play. I know okay. too much. All right. But if you don't know much about it, then it probably you might enjoy it. Fucking fabulous. Uh huh. That's okay. exactly what. <laughs> It what happened? I uh, I mean, if I could pull myself away from Netflix for two seconds, yeah, from watching, then I would go see it. What are you watching? I'm watching this fucking show. I don't know why I'm swearing like this. <laughs> it's so hysterical. Yeah, it's a Canadian show. Uh huh. And but the, it airs here on some network I've never heard of. But it's called Shit's Creek. Oh yeah. And it is with Eugene Levy and his son and his daughter. Be, Who's Eugene Levy again? He's like a comedic actor. Was he in um, American Pie as the dad? Yes. Is that him? Okay. Yes, right. yes, yeah, yes. He's, he's cool. been in a, like a ton of things. Right. Like when you see him, you know him. Yeah. Um, With the glasses. Yeah, and the big eyebrows. Yes. Uh-huh, but his uh-huh. son is super cute. Oh, Almost yeah. looks like him, Yeah. but like cuter. Younger. Cuter. Yeah, younger, cuter, hotter, you know, all that jazz. Uh-huh. But it is so... Oh, and you know who else is in it? Who? The mom from Home Alone. Oh, Catherine O'Hara plays the mom. Okay, here. so here's the quick rundown. It's a rich family that like loses all their money and they have to go live in this little tiny town in the this up, ramshackle town the, in like a motel. The upshits, upshits Creek. They're Upshits Creek. Right. Uh-huh. But <laughs> yeah. that's the name of the town is Shits Creek. Oh, yeah. Because the mayor's last name is Shits. Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the the comedy in there is so funny i i'm the type of person like when i watch something like even though it might be funny i'm not necessarily laughing out loud Uh i'm laughing on the inside yeah or like when i watch this is us i cry on the inside Uh yeah (laughs) but this show is so funny i'm literally hysterically laughing oh my god i gotta check it out so good it is so good so i can't and there's two seasons on netflix and i just keep rewatching it oh no way just keep uh, yep I watched all of it in like three days. Oh, I'm going to check that out. You definitely have to. It was so good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just binged uh, on Netflix this Australian series called The Gods of Wheat Street. It was just, it was kind of oh. cute for me. It was just nostalgic Australia. Um, but I just finished that. So I need something new to binge on. This is, this is going to be it. It's so good. Okay. So good. It's funny. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> good. We're in. I'm going to do We're in. It. We got it. But let's get into moments. Are we into moments? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's, Let's get into do it. it. All right. Here we go, guys. Let's go. All right. I don't even know where we left off in our last moments. Well, because it was January. So I don't just came out. And if you want right. to hear us talk about I don't, there's a back in time episode where we talk, mm-hmm. spoke all about it. How, yeah. How we felt and things. Good Good-ish. song. Good-ish. Good-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good-ish. We didn't, like, and and on not it. only that, stay tuned for when we ask, uh, would talk to Craig because even Craig comments on it. Oh, yeah. Craig's like on the ball with the Mariah. Yeah. He's with it. He's got it. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think, so I don't. And then we saw her looking gorgeous at the. Gorgeous slash cute. Cute. Yeah. C- cute is really the word. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the Lego Batman. It finally premiered in LA. Finally came out. She plays the mayor. She brought her and the kids to yeah. the premiere. She wore this beautiful, like, sparkly Gucci top. A, like a sequins like a, hoodie thing? Yeah. What do you call that? A, it's like a sequins hoodie. But there was no hood on it. What do you call that? It's like a sports A jacket. Jersey? A bomber? A bomber jacket? A bomber jacket? Yeah, know. let's call it that. The people in... This is an American thing. <laughs> um, the, the guys, the jocks at the football in high school, uh-huh. they all have, like, this, that jacket thing they wear. 
Yeah, like their Letterman jacket. Is that what it's called? A Letterman jacket. Yeah. Okay. That. But it's not like that. With like not the not the the ones they wear on the football field. Like they have it when they walk around school. It's like that jersey thing. It's like a look. American it's Apparel. a look. Okay. American Apparel. I, I don't know what I think about sports but this or what one they wear. Was sequence. <laughs> this one was, and it was so good. And she had jeans, and it was just so simple. She had those really nice sunglasses, the shoes. Everything was really well done. Hair was cute. Hair was gorgeous. Uh huh. She really looked good, you know, because again, I mean, I don't mean to be a hater, but like those fucking, again, I'm swearing too much. Those fishnets. Oh, no, we're done. The, and not only just the fishnets, the tights that she was wearing all the oh, time, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Girl, her legs are too gorgeous yeah. to be covered up by fishnets and tights. Mm-hmm. If you're going to cover up your legs, you wear nice jeans like she did at this Batman premiere. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. She, I love that look. One of my favorites. We all looks. loved it. Everyone went nuts. So, so good. Yeah. But, um, oh, um, but another tidbit of speaking of movies, uh-huh. we heard that she had tried out... For Storm in the X-Men movies. Yeah, which was... Isn't that interesting? There's a lot of, like, movie talk happening right now. Um, There is. Storm, who was... Who played her? Halle Halle Berry. Berry. Did a great job. She did a great job. I can't imagine Mariah doing that. Honestly, me neither. Because, like... Like, you gotta, like... Be athletic. Yeah. You gotta, like... Give something. You gotta do things. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. You gotta like break a sweat. You gotta like jump and <laughs> you gotta, twirl and like you know thunder and clouds or something. Yeah. Storm was my favorite of all the X Men <laughs> yeah. though, but I forget what she does. She had like lightning. Does she make cows. tornadoes? Yeah, like something lightning. like that. I don't know what she did. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I forget, but I like to. It was a she lot. was my favorite. It was a lot. Yeah. I can't the imagine bitch Mariah. does. She goes extra. She's extra. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine Mariah doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of movies, um, apparently she's going to be in this new Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler movie called Wait, The House. I heard about that, but I don't know any details on it. Me either. She's doing a lot of cameo stuff. Do you remember uh, that's good, though. She was in that, that um, pop, 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 pop comedy thing. Video, whatever movie. It was. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I'm so <laughs> bad. We're so bad because I didn't even see the Lego movie yet. I, didn't see, I want to see it on television or like on. I'm in the movie. On, you didn't want to see it in the movies? No, I want to see it at home. So. Yeah, I want to see it at home so I can like fast forward through it. Yeah, I don't check watch my cartoons, phone and get a snack and all that. You know, and scroll through Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait for Mariah's part to come exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> so that, but that's coming out in the summertime, I think. I'm not sure. I, I, I think, think it's it coming is. out in, I think like, it's in the June works. or something. Yeah, it's probably a summer. It's a summer movie. It's a yeah. comedy. Which would be nice because, okay, because summertime is now when she's going to be on tour. Can we talk about this for a minute? All right. This yeah. is big moments. Let's get into the tour talk. The tour Lionel, talk. The Lionel Richie Hashtag tour. Hashtag all the hits. So now here we are. What is it? The 15th today? The 17th was the original opening date yes. in Boston, I yeah. think. Uh-huh. Now, we're literally like days away from the opening of this show, and now it's like totally pushed back. Yeah. Well, they... Okay, so what happened, Martin? Let's let's tell the people. Well, I'm I sure mean, we all know, but let's just for the fun of it. Well, honestly, so I'm not surprised this is happening because, like you and I, it's our job to snoop. We snoop, and so I'm checking ticket sales everywhere, everywhere, every single venue they did. Every venue had a million tickets available. And you could buy a ticket in any section of any city, part of the city uh-huh. of the tour of any part of the arena. Everything was wide open. Yeah. And we had just bought tickets for the Madison Square Garden show because we're like, eh, I don't know if I want to go. Uh-huh. But then... You got a grinder message. I got a grinder message <laughs> saying you got a two-for-one ticket deal for the show. And yeah. I said, oh, 
Well, shit. Sign me up. Sign me up, Grinder. Yeah, two for one is for me. Yeah. So, so we ended up getting tickets to that show. Yeah. But of course, now it's been postponed. Yeah. But then, if but if you looked at cities like um, Baltimore, they had tickets for forty bucks. Yeah. A lot of tickets. Yeah. Like, nowhere near. Well, sold. okay. There's so much to talk about with this tour because I well, was. Ba- I think basically it wasn't selling. It wasn't selling. Obviously. It wasn't selling, but the PR twist is that oh, Lionel needed his knee fixed mm-hmm. or like to uh, an extended recovery time from a previous surgery he had, which could totally be true. But I'm telling you, don't you know that well before two weeks before the show starts? You know that before booking a tour. You know that before booking a tour. You I, know that. Yeah, I think he was being a gentleman and took the fall so Mariah doesn't get blamed. Yeah, but... Uh, yes. Which, thank you. Which, you know, they, they which thank you, but there yeah. are still people out there saying, oh, Mariah can't sell... T-. It's yeah. not a Mariah show. That's why. Yeah. Like, even us hardcore lambs, Martin and I, we were even debating on if we're going to go or not. Yeah. Because number one, let's talk about ticket prices. Oh, no. Yeah, no ticket no. prices for face value for a good seat is uh-huh. absolutely absurd. Yeah. $350, $500? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm not paying that to sit up and see Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling. Uh huh. No, ma'am. Yeah, I know. No, so I wasn't paying that. I think this is a clash of the fans. Lionel fans don't want to see Mariah. Mariah fans don't want to see no, Lionel. No, I think it was a bad mix match. I think it's mission. a bad. It's a bad match. Yeah. But. Okay, so well, and we've been saying this from the beginning too. Yeah, the Lionel fans are going to so clutch their pearls. This is this is what I thought. Okay, so the cancelled or well postponed the shows. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, you know what? Just it's probably it. just going to be canceled. Yeah. Just cancel it. But then I'm like, no, they're not going to cancel it. But what they are going to do is they're going to cancel some shows Downsize. and they're going to tone it down. Downsize because yeah. clearly they're not selling out. And she spread herself too thin and by she I mean the entire whoever booked this shit, not Mariah. Yeah. How are you going to do a show in New Jersey, New York and Long Island? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. It's too much. It's too much. How are you going to do 17 fucking shows in California? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How are you going to do shows in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. And not in the not in the middle of nowhere. I'm sorry, Minneapolis, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just like those places are not going to sell. If you're going to do a show there or those smaller places, yeah. you have to do a smaller theater. Yeah, you can't sell out these arenas. Mm-hmm. So exactly what happened happened. They cut the show from 32 dates to 24 dates, I think, um. and. I feel bad for the lambs in those cities who were I like, do excited too. she was I coming. Do too. Yeah. And for lambs like, you know, that like, oh, well, now, you know, now I can't go because I'm going to be out of town that week. Yeah. Of the sh- new show yep. with the rescheduled dates are out. And mm-hmm. like, and then like Mariah's janky ass website doesn't even have the new dates up yet. No, can someone, hello, customer service. Hello, MariahCarry.com. Hello, somebody... are you alive? Are you breathing? Yeah. Update the website, please. Hello. What's just going saying, what's there? going on over there? I don't know what's going on. It's like they're just adding a date here and there on her Facebook page. Yeah. No, I want to go and see all the shows, where it's happening, what's going on. And now it's basically back to back with her Vegas shows. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Mm-hmm. She's going to be worn out. Yeah. I think. I think it's too much. I don't, what's she going to do in the meantime? Yeah, what is she going to do until July? Mm-hmm. I hope she's doing something. Okay. Well, speaking of doing something, how do you feel about this, all this talk of just singles coming out and no album? 
Okay, that's interesting. That's very I'm interesting. Kind of against the idea. I uh, feel like it's just a obvious fish for a hit, rather than let me be a, make a creative body of work right. for my fans. I'm sort of torn because I want Mariah music any way, shape, or form I can get it. Mm. But I know Mariah. She's not someone like Rihanna who just throws out a song, you know, like Mariah really creates a song to work as a body of work, like with the Butterfly album, the Rainbow album, the yeah. Mimi, you know, and uh, or Me, I Am Mariah. But isn't Rihanna still releasing singles of albums, though? Yeah, she is. But you know what I mean? Like before her album came out, she released like five singles. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And then the album came out like a year later. Yeah. And now Love on Love on the Brain or whatever it's called is uh-huh. like number five. Uh huh. But yeah, she was releasing all those songs way ahead, like Bitch Better Have My Money. Mm-hmm. She was doing all of those way before the album was even done. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, Rihanna can do that because like she's just, you know, throwing out, you know, and hoping something sticks. She's on fire right now. Well, yeah, I love that new song. Well, it's not a new song. I've been listening to it since it came out. It's the only good song on the album. Which one? Love on, Love the, on Brain. the Brain. Oh, you like it? I love it. Uh, it's good. See, I like Club Rihanna. I mean, I like breaking dishes and shit. Uh huh. <laughs> but I just think for Mariah, I'd ra- I think I'd rather have a proper album. Same release. Because I, I know it's gonna the quality is gonna be better. I, yeah, I mean, I'm used to the I'm used to getting an album and then singles coming out for the public. But I got my own album to pick at. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, okay, that single is for the people, uh-huh. but really, <laughs> yeah. I got faded, and that's my jam. Uh-huh. You know what I exactly, mean? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I want an album. Yeah. For the fans. No, I, I, I think I, I would rather have an album. But here's the thing. She's trying something new. Yeah, she You is. know, the industry isn't working in yeah. the way it used to, so I'm okay with her trying this new thing. Can we go back to the tour real quick? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should just cancel the whole thing. I mean, here's the thing. If it's canceled, I'm not going to be mad. I know, I'm not, not going to lose any sleep. No. I'm not. No worries. When they announced it was delayed, I was like, just cancel it already. Just cancel it. I'm, yeah. But. I just think it was a bad. Me- I would like to see what her set list is going to be like. Like that. If they cancel it, I will always in even 20 years from now be thinking, gosh, what was her set list going to be like? What could it have think? been? Yeah, because you never know. Maybe she realizes what she would have to sing to that audience. To the audience, yeah. And she would maybe put some ballads in there that she hasn't sang in a long time. Or some more, you know, popular songs like Can't Let Go. Hmm. Or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like a more conservative More playlist. conservative, but like, I guess, call it conservative, but it's it's really, it would be a good playlist. That's where I'm torn, because I hate early Mariah, no, I, hate, I don't hate it, but I feel her resentment towards it. And well, yeah. Like it. So I don't want her doing it. If she doesn't like if she doesn't like it, I don't like it. Why are you doing it? Okay, but but that it's still a, that's a, where, that's where a the, piece of, in, it's still a moment in time that yeah. the fans want to relive so it's like you know Mariah if Mariah can belt out a beautiful rendition a soulful rendition with emotion and feeling of a hero hmm. she should be able to do that with I don't want to cry as well oh do you know what it should just be like an unplugged MTV unplugged oh perfect like that that feel yeah that would be great mm-hmm. MTV unplugged Ugh, love that 
I had an idea for the butterfly anniversary. Yeah. Just do the fucking tour. Just do the tour. One tour, one show, Madison Square Garden. The lambs will come from, from all, over. all over the place. I would pay up to a thousand bucks. I would pay money. I'd pay money. Yeah. For a butterfly tour. But the concert, one show. Exact replica though. Yeah. I want the big hair. I want that drapey intro. Yes. I want the set list. Yes. I don't want to hear We Belong Together in it. No. I want the exact thing. Gosh, that would be literally I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. I can't even I can't even. Like my life would be complete. Complete. I wouldn't wouldn't that be amazing? Else. Yeah. Oh, man. Wouldn't that that be butterfly. Man, that butterfly. That it, should be the celebration. It really should. I really hope she has something in store for the anniversary. I, and she, I doubt it. Well, I doubt it, too. But let's give her the benefit of the doubt because she did say in that L.A. Times article that she wanted to try to do something special did you read that i did read that but like yeah you know how mariah is she'll say something and, and it'll never happens. happen so she'll i don't do like a youtube video for it or something and that's it and then we'll be like what well, that's it girl but if you need any help call us call us we got you girl we got all the ideas <laughs> um yeah i don't know i just uh, i want to now that the tour has been all like this, that, and the other. I think I do want to see it. I just want to see it. I don't know. I'm not like excited to see it, but I just, just, okay, let's just get it over with. Yeah. That's what I think well, I'm yeah. thinking. Let's just get it over with. I want to see it go and done. I don't know. It's causing, so, it's causing stress in my life. It really is. <laughs> this it really <laughs> is, honestly. It's just the pair up that's grinding me wrong. Well, yeah, and then the other thing is, you know, Mariah did that whole press junket yeah. of two of interviews for the tour. Yeah, didn't do anything for it. Didn't do anything for it, and it was canceled a week later or mm -hmm. postponed a week later. It's like, how do you do all this promo? Because no one cares, and it's not helping. Like you know, it's it's not helping. Yeah, it's not helping. But what is Lionel doing? He's not. I don't see him out there doing anything. I don't know. Is he doing anything? No, he's not doing shit. His knee's got a bad knee. Oh yeah. Well, bitch, I got a bad knee too. <laughs> Got a bad lot of things. But here I am. <laughs> okay, could, wait. Now I want to talk about that uh, that punk who interviewed Mariah on that press tour junket. Oh, I hate that guy. Oh my god. That that news that, journalist. Yes, I don't even remember his name, but he's from Chicago. WGN TV. Whatever. We posted it on our Facebook. It's weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Yeah, but he like. He was in when he was interviewing her. He was like all like, "Oh, what about the Grant?" Because the Grammys had just aired, and like mm -hmm. you know the whole like lemonade thing and Adele, hello, yeah. and all that shit. And Mariah's like, "No, like I got all these uh, nominations years ago, and they don't give me nothing. Yeah, they, uh, those are boring. You're like, I don't watch that. Him, uh, um, what did she call them? Outdated. Uh, yeah, irrelevant. outdated, irrelevant, boring. All of it. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, she went in, and while." The guy was talking to her. He was like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. And then when he introduces the clip on air, he's, like, talking back. shit about her. Yeah, like, back talking. Like, how dare he? Horrible. Like, oh, Mariah's still, she's still upset over something that happened two decades ago. Yeah, yeah bitch, I'd be upset, too. Uh-huh. That bitch deserved those awards. Yeah. Where are my awards at? Uh-huh. No, I'm mad. Yeah, that guy was a total prick. He was a total ass. Yeah. Ooh. I was I was real heated about that one. 
Because that's what the press does. And that's why Mariah, you know, like when we talk about Craig and his interview with Mariah, how easy breezy she comes across mm-hmm. is because Craig didn't have on any ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't trying to like slander her or backtalk her or anything. He wanted like the real, you know, insight into her career and who she is. Mm-hmm. Most journalists don't do that. Mm-hmm. They are smiling your face and then they write a story about you, you know, trash talking you. Yeah. I mean, this this journalist that spoke to her, I think this is just typical. Uh, this typical of a journalist who doesn't know what he's even dealing with. Yeah. It's like, who music. is this guy? He, he doesn't, doesn't listen know. to her music. She doesn't, he doesn't know her. She doesn't yeah. know him. He's just being a dick. Yeah, he should just be lucky that he got to speak to her. Yeah, but he doesn't even register that. Yeah, he's no, he like, doesn't because he's, he's one of these like what? stupid. This is wasting my time bullshit. Yeah, that's what he's I thinking. I did not appreciate that at all. No. I did not. But Whatever. we did hear her talk about the New Year's Eve incident, which is the same old, same old. Yeah, whatever. Same story, yeah. And then she, I guess, officially confirmed that she was dating Brian Tanaka. Like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, a lot of nonsense. Over it. A lot of boring stuff. I think we're so spoiled now because we have this Craig Seymour interview with her. Right. Where she talks so much. And now and nothing, nothing's ever going to compare to it. It's like, oh, that, oh, no, hate he's, it. Yeah, we, he's ruined us. <laughs> ruined Mariah's It's really crazy. Interviews. It's, it's crazy. Um, okay, let's, uh, what else do we got? Wait, something along those lines. Oh, well, she revealed that in the um, Lionel Richie tour, she's going to, do an hour set in the middle. In oh right, you just keep coming back to the damn. I know. Tour. I'm not done with it. We're not done with it. Okay. Which so I find there's annoying. supposed to be an opening act. Yeah, first of all, and this, then, already this is too long. It's too long. I don't have time. I, I do not have time. I, I gotta be in bed. My uh-huh. old bones. My shows are on. <laughs> <laughs> My programs. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, no. I, it's, have... I mean, that's setting up to be a three and a half hour show. Yeah, I can't no, do that. it's too much. No wonder the ticket prices are outrageous and no one's buying them. Yeah, no one wants. Who's going to open? Somebody I don't know, and I, I have care. to sit through that for forty five minutes. No thanks. I don't need that. Mm-mm. And then Mariah's just going to do her set in the middle, and then uh, Lionel's going to come out. But it's like, no, there needs to be like interaction and interweaving. It should have been a whole interweaving situation, <clears throat> you know, like Beyonce and Jay Z, Jay Z, when they did their like on the run tour. Yes, you know, it's like a little set here, and then they come out, they do sing together, and then mm-hmm. like he does his. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it has to be more like that. Because otherwise, half the audience is literally going to leave. They're going to take shifts. Yeah. One shift is going to be drinking outside. Right. Switch over. Right. And it's, What's it's, the point? It's just not What's the point of that, that way. And the way that Mariah was describing how they were doing it was exactly like that. Meet, boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. But that's not smart. No. So... Because you got to keep the audience on their toes, right? You got to keep them guessing, like, oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Especially in today's world, when any after the first show, everything's on YouTube. Exactly. So if anyone really wants to see, they're going to go to YouTube and watch it. But like, not if only you, that, I'm not coming to the show until two hours in when Mariah's on. I'm going to know. Right. Exactly. You know exactly what time she's going to come on. Yeah. So you got you got time. You could like you don't have to hop in the Uber. You could take the train. Oh, the train stops. Uh, it's like I'm jumping the train. I'm at Madison Square in ten minutes. So someone yeah. text me when Lionel sings this song. Yeah. Now I know I'm. I, na- Jump that's on the train my sign to yeah. leave. Uh huh. They got to figure something out. Yeah. Who is running the show over there? I don't know. It seems like nobody. Who came up with that tour? Some idiot. I'm still thinking. I still don't know. Wasn't she saying that he? She saw him. 
And he said yesterday, and she's like, yeah. Yeah, and then she said something like, oh, we just spoke on the phone about it once. Why? Was she drunk? She probably was. You know, some, you know, sometimes when you be making those promises, when you're drunk, you got a little too much splash. Uh-huh. And then the next day, this just recently happened to me. <laughs> I was like, bitch, should I say I was doing that? I'm not going to the Bronx Zoo, bitch. Because <laughs> we were talking about going to the Butterfly Garden in the oh. Bronx Zoo. And I was like, oh, Mariah did this beautiful interview there in 1997. She had this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I totally want to uh-huh. go. He's like, oh, I'm off tomorrow. You off tomorrow? Yeah, I'm off tomorrow. And then we continue our splashes. And then in the morning, my phone rings. <laughs> what time are you coming over? Let's go. We go into the Bronx. Excuse me? <laughs> no, I no, I ain't. <laughs> oh. oh, life, I tell ya. But that's probably exactly what happened. That's what happened. And now she's like, God, I have to go. Oh to shit! Now I got this. <laughs> Damn it! Did Somebody I- break a knee. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad Lionel was like a gentleman and, and tried to take the the, the, blame. the heat. Yeah, thanks, Lionel. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, okay, right. let's talk about speaking of set lists and all these things. Ooh, let's talk about her trip to Dubai, the jazz festival. Yes, I think that's where we left off. Moments actually, wasn't she? I think it was right about before to then head to yeah. Dubai. So we see her on the train. On the train. On, on the, the train. On the, Girl, the what train she riding? The one train. <laughs> the plane, rather. <laughs> the plane. Right. Flying over there. There's somebody behind the bar pouring drinks. Uh-huh. It's a commercial flight. The first so, class. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. apparently those um, Emirates Airlines. Yeah. Uh, out of this world. Even economy They're fancy. Is really yeah. They're real fancy. So I bet she had a good time. Oh, I bet. Honey, they were having splashes. The I, children and everyone. And I'm sure it was part of the uh, the deal to perform over there. Oh, of course. Because wasn't the United Emirates like sponsoring the Jazz Fest or something Everything, like that? Emirates Everything. Everything yeah. runs Dubai pretty much. Oh, of course. Of course. That's how you get there. Yeah. So she's on the plane hanging out. Um, and then she got off the plane and then her and Brian were doing that photo shoot in front of that big building. Yeah. The, tall- the tallest building in the world. Which is called the... Uh... Burg Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa? Yeah, is it related to Wiz Khalifa? I think it's their cousins. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, but let's talk about the set list. The sightseeing, a lot of sightseeing. A lot of sightseeing. They went to that rich kid's house. I thought they were in a store. I thought they were at the zoo. Yeah. Slash store. I thought they were at a shoe store and then they were at the zoo. No, they were in his house. That's how they live over there. Oh, I don't know how they do it. I wouldn't like to live like that. That'd be weird. No, that's too much. It's over the top. Too weird. It's over the top. It's crazy. Yeah. Although they, we did get a lot of nice pictures of them with the animals, and she was feeding the animals. Okay. Yeah. Th- okay, this is what I want to talk to before we talk about the set list. I want to talk about the clothing. All right. Okay, because we saw, like, the two outfits she wore on stage, the red mm-hmm. dress and then the black one with yeah. um, two slits and then, like, off the shoulders. Yeah. They were decent. Yeah. No bodysuit. N- yeah. And no they, fishnets. Right? They were decent. And um, But then the dresses, the dress that she wore to that kid's house... Yeah. With a little black jacket over the top uh-huh. and that nice wig. Uh-huh. Girl, that was a good look. It was a good she look. She could have wore that on stage. I thought, I was like, that looks better than what she wore on stage. Didn't she wear that in Australia on the Chanteuse tour when she's in the field and there's kangaroos? Oh, the red dress? Yeah. It could have been the same like one, similar yes. Similar look? Similar look, definitely. It could have been the same dress. But this one, she had the black jacket that's, over it. That's a casual I was like, that's just a really dress. good look. It's a good look. It's a good look. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see her in that than some of the things that we've seen on her yeah. on stage. All right. Well, what do you think about the the red sparkly dress? It was okay. I kind of like how it had a sunshine, sunset yeah. kind of motif. It was okay. 
It was okay, right? It was okay. <laughs> it wasn't that great. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I liked it. She gave us it's that. Okay. Ba- she gave us that basic st- stage again. Yeah, so, her just standing there. Yeah, they but had some good lighting. I like the lighting, like the ceiling lighting. Some good lighting moments. Yeah, they did. Um, the set list was pretty standard, except for a few things. People loved uh, "Underneath the Stars," which is good, great. She sounded beautiful. Yep, love that song. Mm-hmm. Always, always a gem. She did "I Don't" for the second time without yeah. um, YG, YG uh, which was good. It was all right. It was all right. I prefer the Jim- Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel performance better. Yep. Um, and then what else did she do? Oh, well, the big one was that she did one more try, the George Michael cover from Me, I Am Mariah, and she's never done that before. And wait, did she do it in the Chanteuse tour? No, Mm -mm. no, yeah, the first time she did that was the first time she did it, and she sounded great. She did. Everything and think, it was good. I think she's like backing off the lip syncing because she got busted. Yeah, which is good. We need which her is to, good. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'd rather hear her voice crack than hear the the track play. Yeah, honestly. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because I could hear the track play anytime in my own house in my track. own headphones. I got the track. And I've been listening it. to it for 27 years. I yeah. got it. Uh-huh. I know. I know everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hear it. Burnt into your brain. Burnt into my brain. I know. Um. So overall, I think the Dubai thing was great. It was good. It was good. It wasn't like a huge thing, but I think it did just what it wanted to do. And I think Mariah and the kids and Brian, I think they all had a really good time there. They did. I think overall for them, it was a great trip. Yeah. Mariah did a little show. Everybody enjoyed it. It looked, the crowd was sold out over there. It was huge. It was mm-hmm. a big crowd. It was a big crowd. From what I recall. The only thing I'm getting nervous about, I'm not nervous, but I'm just now I'm squinting. A little bit of a side eye. A little. Just based on the facts that we're getting now, like uh-huh. how the Mariah sells out in these cities and then not over here. I'm feeling like the obvious strategy is send her to cities she's never been to and then it sells out. Mm. But maybe that's a bad strategy. I think we need to focus on rebuilding the American the American audience. Audience. Focus yeah. on that. I do I do hear that. Like I see she, where you're going. She goes with to that. like Shits Creek and does a show there, they're gonna go. It's gonna be <laughs> sold out. Every the whole fucking town. Yeah. Yeah. It'll everyone's gonna go. Of course, because she's never been there. But then come to America, no one, there's a problem. There's yeah. a problem. Well, I think the problem with this, all the hits tour, 
is spreading yourself too thin. Yeah. You're doing too many shows in uh, relatively local places. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think her reputation, her reputation <clears throat> has been foiled over here. Well, yeah, absolutely. It. Just a major rebuild. Yeah, there needs to be a, a PR spin done to bring her back up. Uh-huh. Because she still got it. I mean, we see these performances from overseas and from the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Tour, and they're amazing. Yeah. But unless you're specifically looking for it, Joe Schmo on the street has no clue that Mariah just killed When You Believe in Glasgow. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. No clue. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. I don't know. We've got to come up with a better plan. Somebody better get to work. Somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay, where else? Okay, so she goes there and then she comes back. Yep. She goes straight to LA. To f- like literally off the plane into the limo. Boom. And then she's at Floyd Mayweather's birthday yeah. party. And here again about the outfits. That dress that she wore to Floyd Mayweather's birthday party yeah. was better than the dresses she wore on stage oh, yeah. in Dubai. Uh huh. That dress was really good. But that dress was giving me sweet, sweet fantasy tour vibes. A little bit. A little bit because it was very similar to the silver dress that she wore yeah. there. But this one I think was a little bit better. And the hair was too. Okay. Can we talk about that? Can somebody burn that wig? I'm, oh, I'm done with that. it. I hate that wig. I, I really don't like that flop. That, like long bang? The bang flop. I hate it. I hate it. I hate, it. I hate that <laughs> wig. Ooh, I hate it. It makes it look a thousand years old. It really does. I don't like it. It looks flat. Yeah. It just, it's not good. No, I need volume. I, I need big hair, <laughs> yeah. short skirts, whatever. Exactly, exactly. But not some floppy ass bang. Uh-uh. It looked like Mario. What was that guy? Larry. It looked like Larry did that hair. Oh, Larry. They brought Larry back. <laughs> Larry, yeah. Somebody's Mariah's world. doing something that's not right. Speaking of Mariah's World, it is officially out on DVD now. You can order that. Oh, are you going to buy it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to buy it because I bought the season pass on iTunes. Oh. So I already have it. But oh, I'll see. tell you one thing. Since we finished our show, our Looking In series about Mariah's World... Yeah. I have not watched a single bit of any of those episodes. No, me either. I mean, it's gonna. It might take years for me to go back to that. Um, revisit. Revisit that. Um, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty tainted with shit in there. Yeah, I don't ever need to see. I it mean, I, I'll probably get drunk one day and be like, "Let's watch Mariah's World." I bet in ten years, yeah, you hit play and you just watch the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I had like some final reflections on it, thinking about the whole situation. Oh yeah, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it, I find it funny that hashtag empower your girls, hashtag empower your women, women uh-huh. power, girl power, empower badass bomba, all that stuff. <laughs> badass. This boss. this uh, like theme that we're having created a whole docu series about men. About men. All about men chasing Mariah. Yeah, isn't that something? That's what empowered looks like. Ooh, I'm now I'm fascinated. Like, this is very interesting. Like that's just, but that's what the problem is. Woman power, this, that, and other. Yeah, and it's all about men. Yeah, which is the problem. See, I think this is a good social study because the problem it is, is to break out of the dominant male force in the world, the patriarchy. But even the empowered woman doesn't even see where, where it is or what it is. That's what it is. Uh, Martin, I have to let this soak in and settle. That is very good. That's a, Like the empowered woman right. made a show about men. Yeah. Isn't that... I'm, I'm, my mind's blown right now. Uh-huh. Like I really want to like dive into that some more. 
it's very that's a good well that's the problem somebody needs to do a study it wasn't study about on unempowered women right in t- like even two of them even though they tried they really tried to remember there was that one episode where it's like oh all my kids are sick and like i still gotta work and blah 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 and that they were so trying to be like oh i'm a working mommy this that and the other but really that's just such a tiny little sliver of the show when it's really all about tanaka and tanaka and james chasing the woman isn't that interesting Mm -hmm. that is interesting I found that funny. I find that very well, not funny. It's sad. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad you have. Well, like, have I want to do but... some more like thinking on that because that's a that's a deep topic and a yeah. good one. Well, yeah. Well, it's just sad that you have one of the most creative geniuses who happens to be a woman in your in the palm of your hand and you didn't even look at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Anyway, that was Anyways. my. So I don't think I will be buying the DVD. Okay, well, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> like, if you want to be empowered, there should have been zero men in the whole thing. Right? It really should have been more of a focus on women and what it what it takes for Mariah and that woman to put on a show. Yeah. But no. It should not have had romance involved in it at all. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm down. I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, moving on. Where else? Uh, where else? They, her and Brian. Um, oh, we. Wait a minute. Wait oh my God. a minute. Okay. I think we're on the same page. Yeah. We're looking at our notes. We are like totally forgetting a huge moment. Yeah, huge. The the re-emancipation of Mariah on Jimmy Kimmel oh, singing oh, Vision that, no, of Love. Wait, what age. were you thinking? <laughs> I got too many. There's too many things going on. There's so many moments. Had like three. We're not on the same page. We're not. <laughs> What page were you on? I was on the emancipation of the legs on the fishnets. Oh, okay. No, let's do that after the... <laughs> okay, let's talk about that and then do Vision of Love. So Mariah has emancipated her legs. <laughs> From the fishnet era. Yes, the fishnet era, I think, might officially be Fingers gone. Crossed, please, Fingers crossed. Bless Jesus. Please. Thank you, Oprah. Yeah. Okay, we saw her at the Vanity Fair uh, Oscar party. Yep. Okay, let's talk. Where do okay, we start? I don't know. It was all good. It was all good. I'll give it the, out of a hundred percent. I'll give it a ninety percent because we had some. Boob we had. Issues. I'm gonna give it a ninety-eight percent um, because of the boobs. But we had two boob issues. Okay. Well then. Okay. I'm gonna take five. Ninety. Ninety-four percent. Ninety-six percent. I'm going ninety-six percent. All right. Flawless. Except for the boobs. Uh-huh. I mean, you okay. Cause let's be real. Let's talk about what we like first. Let's, let's talk, talk about what we like first. Hair was good. Hair was amazing. I love that hair on her. I love a beachy wave. I'm I love a beachy wave. It's mm. been a minute. This It looked good. It didn't. Obviously, there are tracks in. It's not a wig. Like, I'm her fine. real hair it's is cool. in there. But it looks like her all her real hair. Yeah. Because her hair l- lately has been a little askew. Especially the, that wig. Yeah. The fang wig. This, her hair at the Vanity Fair is everything yeah i like a side part i like a volume moment yes i like the color of it yes mm-hmm. yes she was very tanned yes which golden bronze yes yes love the tan with the green dress loved it the dream the fabric looked beautiful the mm-hmm. flowiness mm-hmm. the leg emancipation slit. oh my god okay the, okay loved that leg when mm-hmm. she came out with her bare leg like that yeah oh 
That was all I wanted. And That's all I needed. Us, and she was giving us Mariah leg, yes. not Angelina Jolie side leg. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Mariah knows how to work the leg. She, she yeah. knows what's up. She Angelina Jolie, no clue what she's doing. No, she's like, sticks it out. Yeah, it's weird. I know. Um, okay, but then, the, here's the interesting thing. That dress has actually two slits in it. One for each leg. Uh-huh. But you cannot tell because Mariah w- w- did it where it wasn't too much. Like one side at a time. You know what I mean? Well, it looked like it would fall, like you could control it. Like it would and fall she, Yes, shut. and she was controlling it mm-hmm. perfectly well. Because I think if she did like keep two legs out like she did with that dress in Dubai, the, the, the gray or black sparkly dress that had two clearly oh, two defined... I don't like that. I didn't like line. that. I like the two slits. That's why I think this dress worked so well because it did have two slits, but they you could work it to where only one would show, whichever right. side you wanted, yeah. whenever you wanted it. So uh-huh. it was versatile in its slitted. I wonder what what it looks like in a breeze. Like if it would, the double slips would fly out. Maybe. But it might look nice in a breeze. It might look nice in a breeze because the fabric flowed so well. Very flowy. Very flowy. I don't know. Can now now let's talk about. Oh, also her makeup looked great too. Great makeup. Her eyelashes were great because you know she looked like she was wearing fake eyelashes for a long time. Yeah. These look real. They're not, but they look real. They did. And yeah, for a while, she's got like this weird, like cat eye thing happening where it looks like she's had a facelift. This didn't yeah, have that this look. Didn't ha- no, I it like was this. so good. Yeah. She looked so good. I thought like the the uh, the Lego movie premiere was like an amazing look. That was good. But then she threw this at us and good. I was like, oh, bitch. This was good. This was good. It was so good, and I'm so glad that she was out there showing face. Because mm-hmm. if you're out there in L.A., and I don't don't ask me why she is, she yeah. needs to get back home to New York. Um, you ha- you go to these things, show your face, be out there. Yeah. Now there was a little bit of problem with her talking to reporters on the red carpet, but we're not going to discuss that. Lambs were getting um, glitter flashbacks. We, yes. There, haters, there were some haters moments. in the world, and we've seen and them. We just. <laughs> What do we do? What do, we, do? we send them positivity. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, so that. So, but it's like if you're going to go to these these events, you're going to show your face looking gorgeous. Yeah. And you have a brand new song out. Talk you about it. Talk about it. I know. All the eyes in the whole world are I'm watching, watching the Vanity Fair after party. Yeah. Like this is big. Uh-huh. That's a big thing, and you're not going to talk to any uh, journalists. I know. Get out of here. I know. Why show up? Why go through all of that? I, why, why get out of bed? Why get out of bed? Uh-huh. I mean, get out of bed and give us that look again, girl, because it was good. I'll, I'll be down for a recycle yeah. of that. Girl, yes. Where can she wear that again? On stage? Yeah, sure. Why not? Again, I feel I, I'm every look that she's given us off stage is has really been so good. Uh-huh. But then those two dresses on stage are like or for Dubai. For Dubai, yeah. Uh were just not great compared yeah. to what she was giving us off. It was a good moment. It was a great moment. Um, Glams, I know you guys agree. I know you guys agree. Yeah. You really can't say, other than the boobs. Okay, can we talk about that real quick? Okay, yeah, please, go. Yes. Okay, so I've seen this happen. This happened in at Christmas time at the opening dress where this metal thing, this this bra situation digs into the boob and creates dimples. Right, and it actually, I mean, I don't know anything about breasts. The thing is, I think it's making it obvious that there's a new situation underneath. Oh, there's a new situation. Uh Yeah, okay. Because you can just see situations situations in the situation. 
I don't it's know. High, it's almost yes. like hugging the situation. The situation's been hugged. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only. <laughs> and but here's my thing. That has to be painful. I would it imagine. It looks like it would hurt. It looks because like those, like I know what you're talking about with the dress um, for the Christmas show, which I thought was oh that looks a little weird. Yeah. This one looked painful. Like it's digging in. Like it's digging in. I'm like, why wouldn't anybody fix that or smooth it out a bit? Or if it's does a wire, the dress need to be like taken out in the bust or what? I just imagine if it's a wire thing, you can just like just bend it out a little bit or so something. But we also get like nip slips on such a big. Yeah, can somebody just tell Mariah when the nip is out? Right. She needs Bobby on the team. You, Bobby, where you at? Her, where you at? The King Lamb, Bobby. <laughs> yes. Listen to Mariah. our listen to our um, Christmas special. Yeah. Um, you know. It's true though, but I feel like she's having so many nip slips. It's too many. It's too many. Well, that one when she was on the beach with Brian Tanaka, like it was oh, full out. out. It was full out. That happens in a bikini. The whole breast. It wasn't even a slip. The whole, whole breast was out. Was out. Yeah. Did you see that one? Actually, I'm trying to put it out of my mind. Me too. I can't believe it. I don't want to see my Mariah's titties like that. <laughs> I want to see them good, pushed up, real nice. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love my slutty Mariah. No, I know, but I don't need. I don't need to. I don't need to. That I was more worried about that hurting her than I was worried about the slippage of the nipple. Yeah, because I think, yes, it was a nip slip, but it was so. To me, I had to look very closely in a lot of pictures to see it. Like uh, a, I had to really look. It wasn't as obvious as you would think. Right. So I was more concerned about what's going on with the situation with the dimples. in the dimples. <clears throat> Somebody should have helped her. Uh, a little lamb mail I got. Um, our friend Nick Fletcher mm-hmm. sent me a message saying, is this a new thing, boob dimples? Is it? <laughs> Maybe she's trying to start something. Maybe. Like the, the ripped off waistband. Exactly. Maybe she's trying. Trying to do But something. I don't think people are going to be into that because it looks like it's painful. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But another... Okay. But, the, but overall, <clears throat> great look. Okay. Apart from that. Um, and by the way, Lambs, I know we're saying this super, super late into this episode, but this is like a 17-hour episode. Yeah. So just be prepared. Yeah. It's our comeback special. Make sure you have the snack. Yes. This, there's <laughs> definitely... We're going to have... We're going to do a splash break in a minute as well, yeah. so you can refill. Uh-huh. Can we talk about two other things really quickly before our splash break? Yeah. I've like lost where we are. Uh, Vision of Love. Oh. And then we got to talk about her most recent appearance at the Kids' Choice Awards. Okay. Okay. Vision of Love. Jimmy Kimmel. Loved it. I'm so glad yes. that she did that. Well, what sucked, it wasn't on television. It That's was the bad thing about it. Which is fine, because I don't got the star of the show. Yeah. And the, the I Don't performance was actually pretty good. Yeah. It, it, it was really good. Yeah. So, but I mean, man, that vision of love that she did, thank them so much for releasing that. Yeah. Because there's times like, you know, like when she did Good Morning America way back in the Mimi days and she did like Shake It Off and Fly Like a Bird. We don't have good quality of those uh-huh. because they weren't like aired on the actual show. Because like YouTube and online presence wasn't really a thing for these shows. So well, that's this true. is like the bonus thing to get you to the YouTube page. Right. And I'm glad they did it. And yeah. I'm glad she sang Vision of Love and she sang the hell out of it. It was really good. Yes, she did that damn thing. Uh-huh. She did that damn thing. And this is why I always complain about lip syncing, because when she stands there and just does it so easily, it's obvious. But I love when Mariah has to like dip to her knees Girl. To, get, to get those notes out. Yes. That brings me life. I'm telling you, that was next I mean, of since the emancipation of Mimi, this is that's one of the best vision of loves. Yeah, 
I think prior to this, the best vision of love was maybe from February of last year in Vegas, mm-hmm. where she really growled it out. Uh-huh. That was a really good one, too. That was good. And then maybe a couple during the Mimi era, but like one of my favorite, all-time favorite vision of loves. The Pepsi? Oh, I love that one because she does those high notes. <laughs> yeah. I do love that one. But it's the BET Blueprint. Oh, yeah. Which is very similar to the style in which she sang this on Kimmel this time. So I yeah. was really in love with it. And you see that her voice is still there. It almost sounded a bit like the Shining Through the Rain. A little bit. A little bit. There was so much yeah. going on in this vision of love. I, love I loved every second of it. It was perfect. I loved every second of it. And I think she did a stellar job that I'm so glad that we have that. Yeah, me too. And we can go back and watch it and watch it and watch it in good quality. Yeah. Ugh, I love good quality. High, high def. High def. I love it. <laughs> and like... I don't even care that her side is hanging out of that dress during that that vision of love because I'm not even looking at that. I'm really paying attention to her voice and the amazingness that's going on. But do you see how Lambs went crazy for it? Yeah. And it's because she sang it live. Yeah. We can tell. Absolutely. It was so good. It was so, so, so good. I want more. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's very, again, we've been saying this for a while. When was the last time we saw Mariah perform on a night show or a day show or yeah. anything like that? It's like, if you want to see Mariah perform, it's, you know, New Year's Eve, which Fucked was up. a disaster. Yeah. Or it is, um, you know, some other thing where it's not the best. Yeah. Uh, Rockefeller Center. Yeah. And it's well, these performances from Jimmy Kimmel were just right. And she needs to do them more often. No, my my complaint that. I, I, we've been saying along yeah. those lines I don't want to see Mariah Carey the singer sitting on a talk show talking about nothing right they don't They don't. Gel. even if she's in the bathtub with Jimmy Kimmel like what yeah is? that's cute what is? but where's where's my where's my performance where's my performance yeah. where's my vision of love where's her knocking it out of the park exactly that's what I want I, I'm not I don't care there was no interview I didn't want an interview I don't need an interview don't waste my time that's what you know sorry about it what are you gonna tell me bye yeah yeah. But you gave me a great song and I was thrilled all of a sudden. Because I can live off of that for a long time. Yeah. I oh. can live off of that for <laughs> a long time. No, I know. You know, I... because even when she does great performances, like say, like, you know, uh, in Dubai or something, like she gives a great performance, you only have a YouTube video of it. Oh, yeah. So it's not like you're, it's not like you're going to be like, oh, this is so amazing. I'm going to like rip the MP3 of it and listen to it on my iPod all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? What you need to do now that Vegas is coming back. Suggestion box, people out there in Mariah Land. Well, How you doing? Mariah's world. You do a freaking number one hits medley and just sing it on these song on these shows. Yeah. Don't waste my time talking about yeah. it. I mean, and 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 even with the, all the hits tour coming up this summer, this summer she has to be out there promoting singing, this yeah. singing on stage. So then they go, you know? oh, I want to go see that. Yeah. Mariah can sing. Yeah, absolutely. Who's this singer? But yeah, but Lionel also has to do his part in promoting that too because I don't think he is. He's got a bad knee. Yeah, well, bitch, we all got bad things, like I was saying. <laughs> uh, they, they can get out there in a wheelchair. Yeah, he can. It's not the first time. Stroll the bitch out. I mean, Bette Midler did a whole performance in a wheelchair <laughs> it, it, in the Mermaid Tale once. <laughs> she could do that. He could do that. Yeah. Okay, so that was amazing. Lambs, I know you've all seen it, but just go back and revisit that vision. Well, that was a good again. moment. Yeah. Like, it gives us hope when these things happen. Yeah. 
It's good. It's good. Like, yeah. I know Mariah sang her ass off on the Sweet Sweet Fantasy Tour, but what do we have from it? Nothing. Zip. We got YouTube, and that doesn't really give you the good quality that you would need. We got, like, weird segments on Mariah on as well. Weird. Weird segments. Like, we don't even, weird. Know, don't even know what's happening. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so the vision of love. Now, love finally... Is this our final moment? No, I think two like, more moments. What other moments? The new song with Buster Rhymes. <gasps> How do you feel about that? How are we going to forget that? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm down for it 100%. Yeah. Because we heard that small clip. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds, sounds fun. fun. It sounds good. Yeah. I think it's going to be a complete and total rehash of I Know What You Want. Yeah. You know how she always rehashes her songs like We Belong Together, Don't Forget About Us, yeah. you know, so on and so forth. But less you know. um, other people. Right. More Busta, more Mariah. Right. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully it's just, it's not the flip mode squad. Yeah. It's just uh, Busta and Mariah because that will be great. Okay. I'm not mad that it's going to be a rehash because I think it's going to be a good one. They always work really well together. Yeah. So I'm I'm down for it. I can't wait. I think I'm gonna like it more than I don't. Oh, for sure, for sure, right? I mean, it's a given. I don't didn't go into the triumphant bin, but it's not going into like the classic. No, it's not boulder. being you know, <laughs> framed in gold and no. you know, shined with glitter. <laughs> no, it's a cute song. Is what I don't is. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the new Busta song is going to be great. Now, what have you been hearing about when it's being released? Because I'm hearing nothing. two different things. I'm hearing nothing. Okay, I'm hearing two different things. What are you hearing? Well, you know, Mariah did her Facebook Live, Yeah. right? And she said, oh, I'm going to have a new song out by the end of March, which would co- would have coincided with the tour. The tour. So I think that was the original idea. Well, she can't wait to... Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. But now I'm hearing and I have no source for these things. It's just stupid people on social media um, saying that it's going to be released, be released for Vegas in the summertime or whenever the Billboard Music Awards are. Oh, and she'll premiere it there Oh, at the Billboard Music Awards, which is, I think, early summer. Yeah. Which, again, would coincide with, with the Vegas. Vegas and all the hits tour. Uh, but I, I'm thinking, though, but here's the thing. They were supposed to be filming the video, like, this week or last week. Oh, really? So I'm like, so if you got all of it ready to go and your plan was to release it but at, by the end of March, stick with your plan. Just do it. Stick with your plan. Because you don't April. need... April. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We can't wait four, mom- four months for it. If the song is good, if you've already shot the video, don't put in the back, don't put it on the back burner, just because the tour isn't happening. Put okay, the song I, out. I see the pickle though, because if she doesn't have venues to sell it in immediately, it's not. It's going to fall off the chart again, just like I don't did. Well, the, well, that's an interesting that's thing. Like you need active people in the moment buying it on their phone to keep, to keep it up there, to keep it alive. But I think. What the song is going to be able to do is what I Know What You Want did. Yeah. It's going to be played on the radio, and therefore people will like it, and therefore people will start buying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I Know What You Want was a sleeper hit. It wasn't even really a single. Mm -hmm. They turned it into a single because... 
people were hearing it on Busta's album mm-hmm. and they were really loving it. So the radio just started playing it. Mm. And that's how it got turned into being a single with a video and all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. So if the song is good, if radio is down for it, it's going to happen. Yeah. You don't need a tour to sell the song to people uh-huh. if it's good. Yeah. You know, that's how I think of it. I agree. I just think we're having trouble these days with that that format. I know. I know. Yes, I agree. We are. But this could that's why be, we're in a pickle. This could be the thing that turns it around. Uh-huh. Just like it. Just like I know what you want did for, uh, you know, Mimi. Yeah. Like she did Charm Bracelet. She did a whole tour. Still didn't really sell that much. It's a great album. Love the album. Then I Know What You Want came out. It was a sleeper hit. It snuck right up into the top five. Mm. And then she came back with Mimi because people were, again, warmed up to her. Right. They were like, okay, that's my Mimi. That's my girl. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, now I'm down with Mariah again. Right. It's so interesting how people can be so up and so down for Mariah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so fickle. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. I know. Okay. But that's, that's just the story of Mariah, though. Yeah. That's what I, we do. We go and up, that's okay. we go down, we go up, we go down. Here, if you can't have big ups if you don't have big downs. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, and that's on that. But what do you, so, yeah. I can't wait for it. Uh, yeah. You think it's going to be another I don't? Well, listen, I want it now, obviously. I'm obviously. A fan, but I also want to come approach it from a business strategy point of view. Right. And just do it right as well. So, I, I'm not mad yeah. now that the tour is canceled. Postponed. Postponed as of now. <laughs> <laughs> then hold off. Because dropping a single like I don't doesn't do anything. Even for Mariah's World, didn't do anything. Yes, I know that. I know, we're going, this, we're going in circles. We're going in circles. <laughs> we're not going to... We're running around in me, circles. This is me. <laughs> yeah. That's you. We have our uh, things and I'm just... We're not going to sell it to each other. We're not. <laughs> we're not. I think if you got it, put it. You're like, no, wait for the right time. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll just see what happens. But what we can agree on is Mariah's another amazing look she gives us for the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. Super cute. Can we agree wearing. on that? Uh, totally. Totally love that look. That hair? She gave us like through the rain hair. It's like, did we it, not just it's delicious? Did we not mention we missed through the rain days? Yes, yes. Those days were because good. we just did that back in time. Yeah, uh, shining through the rain. Which, if you have not tuned in and listened to that, lambs, it's a good it's a one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh huh. It's actually one of my favorites. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the Kids Choice Awards. Now, I didn't realize she was going until she tweeted the picture of her and Monroe getting ready. Getting ready. She wore like a um, Adidas. Adidas, yes, yeah. Adidas, you call it. <laughs> There's different names for it around the world. Okay. Um, she looked great. She, she looked great. I thought again, we got those bare legs. The emancipated legs. The, of the- emancipated legs we of love- Mimi. Yes. God, thank God. That's the new I'm era. so happy just for that. Same. I'm so happy. I wouldn't be mad at like a nude fishnet. Like Wendy wears? Wendy Williams? Yeah. She wears one. I wouldn't be mad. But here's the thing. Like the I black, ju- black fishnet? I hate it. No, especially the big fish. The oh, one they were gross. like, ugh. They're, gr- they're sickening. They're disgusting. In a bad way. <laughs> In a bad way. <laughs> Not the good way. In a bad way. Like vomit. <laughs> like seriously vomit. Um, okay, but she wore the Adidas thing. Her hair was great. The breasts were big and out. Yeah. Loved it. No, there was no nips, lips, It was or like dimples. the perfect... It was like the perfect slut. 
It was. It was. <laughs> it was. And you know, I like I'm not opposed to Mariah showing skin, but you no, show we, it in the proper way. Dan, you're preaching to the choir. I know. Love. I know. I know. But you know, I was real mad about the whole I don't video. Well, that was just ugly clothing. It's just ugly. The clothing was ugly. <laughs> like, I'm not mad that she's showing us, you know, her no. vagina. No. I'm mad that she just has one she, strap over her titty. She presented it wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it is. But when you present it right, I'm like, yes, girl, sign me up. I'm buying whatever you're selling. I'm donating. Uh-huh. In your name, mm-hmm. I pray. Um, how do you feel about Nick hanging out with her? You know, I think it was good for the photo op. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's cute. Those are the types of headlines Mariah should be getting. Yeah. If she's not getting headlines for music, she should not be getting headlines for, you know, burning a $250,000 dress. Mm -hmm. She should be getting headlines about, oh, Mariah co-parenting and look at how cute this family is. Yeah. You know, that's what we should be talking about. Yeah. So I like it for that. I still don't like Nick. It's funny in light of all the recent events and when the new characters in our life, um, seeing Nick, I, you, you, yeah, I was like, oh, there is a little nostalgic. Oh, those damn days! It, can we? I know. You I'm know, not so mad be at careful you what you ask for. <laughs> I'm not so mad at you now, Nick. There's yeah. other people I'm mad at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 hate has been shifted shifted to someone else. Yeah. So he should be lucky. He should be thinking. Good yeah, Lord, he, he is. No, I totally get that. But then that, I'm like, Nick, save us, save us, Nick. Help. I do get that uh, a little bit as well. The little, oh, cute, cute. That uh-huh. Those were the good days. But They weren't at the time. But now They weren't like, at the time. But, but now back, it's like, mm-hmm. ooh, wow. So I liked it. I really liked it. It was cute. I, I thought they all looked the adorable. The turban situation has to go. There's turbans. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Oh, can we talk about? Oh, and also he got a new, da- a brand new baby. <laughs> There's a new side cousin lamb on the yeah. side. Uh, d- just popping babies out. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm still. I don't know about that. It's just sloppy. It's just. It's not right. Although apparently the girl is like a longtime childhood friend. They've known each other forever. Right. Not some like random fan or anything. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. It's his problem. It's his problem. It's not I, but Golden. Have, we don't have to deal with that. Okay. Yeah, let's not, not. A, not our mess. No, it's not our mess. But there's a really cute photo of little Monroe feeding the baby. Oh yeah. Oh, that was really cute. They're gonna be. Yeah. She's gonna love it. They're gonna, they're gonna, gonna love be it. so cute. Yeah. That's the, that's good. That's good brother sister action. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Nick. Whatever. All right. Mm. We're stuck with him, I guess. All right. I'll take him over other people. It's true. Any day. All right, I think we like covered okay. most of the goods. I think that's it. There's been so much going on. What hour? Are we just the third hour? Is of the this show? hour seventy-five <laughs> and a half? Probably, honestly, it, I think it is. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break. Stay tuned. We have a really great interview with Craig Seymour. He interviewed Mariah in 1999 for the Rainbow album for the Washington Post, and he released uh, the the tape, the raw audio, yeah, of the whole interview. And he gave us, and then we got in touch with him, and he gave us the More. insight of the behind the scenes of the interview. Uh-huh. And it's, I seriously, I was so fascinated, I couldn't even think. I was like, oh my God, yeah. this is a great story. Everything he was saying was great. So, yeah, we are going to take a quick break and stay tuned for that. And we'll be right back.
Today's show has been sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. And the best part about it, it comes in a box. In a box? Delivered to your doorstep. Oh my gosh, that's perfect for people like me who's afraid of the killer. No strange people coming in the house. You don't need it. You can do it yourself? It's perfect. Yes, it just pops out of the box. You throw some sheets on it and you're living in luxury. That sounds amazing. Done and done. And because I love these mattresses so much, Casper Mattress is offering $50 off your purchase for Casper Mattresses if you go to caspertrial.com slash report. Okay, so let's get Craig Seymour on the phone. He's going to talk to us about that infamous... Infamous. 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 Mariah interview. Okay, I'm going to call him now. Craig? Hey. Hey, it's Martin and Dan. Hi. Hi, Craig. How are you? Oh, how's it going, guys? Great. How you doing? Doing very well, thanks. Thanks for um, taking your time to talk to us. Oh, please, no problem at all. Um, yeah, because we just love that interview. We're obsessed with it. That's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Funny. Um, I'm kind of a little bit starstruck right now because I've been listening to your audio book. So I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, now, wait. Oh. now he's on the phone with me. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have a bunch of questions about the interview. Okay, great. Um, so first of all, we want to know, I guess, how did that come out? How was it released? Yeah. How did that make its way onto the internet? And were you like um, a, a, aware that it was there? You mean the audio? The yeah. audio, yeah. The... Oh, yeah. No, I put it there. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> That's what I know. No, what happened was... No, because otherwise, you know, I was the only person with the tape. Yeah, right. But um, no, what happened was... I guess I was um, recently, I, well, not recently, but a couple of years ago, I moved from Chicago to um, Miami Beach. Right. And so I was packing up all of my old stuff. And, you know, I've been working as a journalist for um, several years and I was kind of going through stuff and I found a box of my case. It's not like I just sit around listening to my interviews all the time. You know, <laughs> these things were boxed away. Uh-huh. So I was kind of packing and I just uncovered a box of interviews, um, including the Mariah one, some of Janet Jackson and stuff like that. So I don't know. And maybe I think I just started listening to them or something like that. And it just dawned on me that people would actually probably, I thought fans would enjoy hearing some of the stuff because I feel that, um, you know, a lot of times when we see artists, especially increasingly, we just see them on TV, you know, in like a little five minute segment or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I felt, you know, just taking me out of it, just listening at the fan, just to hear somebody like Mariah, you know, a superstar, just kind of talk freely for about an hour. I thought that was really kind of a special thing. Yeah. So I actually had a, I was working on the audio. You mentioned the audiobook of my memoir. Um, I was working on the audiobook with a, an engineer. And so one day I, I just like, hey, I have these old crappy cassette tapes, you know, with some interviews. I was like, if I give those to you, can you, you know, make them sound better and stuff, you know, whatever you can do, make them sound the best. And he was like, yeah, that's no problem. So it was kind of one of those things of just all these things going together. I like stumbled upon the tape. I was working with an audio engineer. So I just gave him the tapes and, you know, just he gave it back to me with the, the um, 
you know, making it sound as best as possible. Because like the Mariah interview was crazy. We were like in an limo. Right. We were yeah, in the lobby at Saturday Night Live. There. Like there was all this extra noise to it. Yeah. And so then I basically just, um, you know, put it online for people that like follow me on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And it, I mean, it wasn't really a big deal to me. I just, um, you know, put it online basically. And I have a newsletter that I send out very periodically, like not nearly as much as I should, mm-hmm. but I have a newsletter. So it's kind of like, when people downloaded it, they got I got people's email address, and then they got added to my newsletter. And then somebody got it, and they put it on um, YouTube, which I, you know, I really don't care. I just want people. If you have the inclination to listen to me, you know, <laughs> just chat with Ross Carey for an hour, then by all means, by however all means, way yeah. you need to listen to it, fine. So I had no problem when somebody put it on YouTube, but I didn't actually put it on YouTube. That was somebody else. Oh, okay. you know, so I think okay. it's gotten a lot of life that way. But I just um, basically just put the MP3 up um, as a download. Got it. We Well, we appreciate that it is out there and it made its way to us because really it is, from a fan's point of view, one of the most interesting things to hear, like you were saying, like, you know, when you're on TV, like as a celebrity, as a star, you're, you know, you're talking specifically about like, you know, a certain thing or a certain way or product whatever, or whatever product mm-hmm. whatever you're selling yourself here she's just sitting there talking to you and i think that's the most fascinating thing because i just love her so much and it's just like really a peek inside her and you know her brain and you did such a good job with that um thank you well you're welcome well see i think like as a fan if this is my dream. If I had an hour with Mariah, this is yeah. what would happen. This is what I, and this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. Like you asked all the right questions. You did like everything. It was so like relaxed and conversational. I loved it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was organic. Well, thanks again. But it was organic because, you know, I was, and I am a fan. So, I mean, and, but also even more than that, just kind of like, um, I think the way that I relate to people when I interview them, I mean, I just relate to them as people that are trying to kind of make something and kind of um, put their art out into the world, you know, and just kind of relate to somebody on that level and kind of take all the fame trapping out of it, but just kind of, you know, why do you do the things you do? Why do you make the artistic decisions you make? And how does that come organically from your life? I mean, those are kind of the questions that I'm always really interested in and i think because a lot of interviewers like you say they're so focused on you know getting that quote right away or getting that tv moment or something like that they don't really have the time to kind of relax into mm-hmm. something right. and i think she was also genuinely surprised i mean that a music critic actually really knew her music not mm-hmm. just the hit singles or whatever but really right. knew you know the album tracks the remixes and really had given thought to what she was trying to do with those and i think that changed the whole nature of the conversation i mean this you know you can't see this obviously well, you obviously can't see it because it's audio interview <laughs> but like just um you know how like when you're talking to somebody i mean i would make a reference to something in her music or to a remix or to something like that and i mean i could almost visibly see her kind of relax almost because when we started the interview she was very on guard i think you can hear that in the interview she was really on guard because she really didn't know what she was in for and so the more i would talk about the remixes and specific songs and everything like that i mean i could actually just see her you know kind of like exhaling and really coming down and really coming down to the point where 
I think she got really comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I and, and you know the thing about it, the interview was only I think the, I'm not sure how long the audio is. I think it's around an hour, but the interview actually transpired much longer than that. There were only certain times that I turned on the tape, but um, I think I was only supposed to get maybe like 15 or 30 minutes with her, and I ended up hanging with her for hours. I wow. mean, we started out um, at this video editing studio. And then from there, we went to Right Track Studios, where she was working on the um, Thank God I Found You remix with Joe. Uh-huh. And then we ve- were there for a little while. But then she had a meeting with Lauren Michaels of Saturday Night Live about potentially making an appearance that next week, which never happened. Interesting enough, I don't know why it never happened. Yeah. But then we went wow. to Saturday Night Live. <laughs> we went to 30 Rock. And so we were at 30 Rock for a long time. And then she left and you know met with Lauren Michaels and then came back. And then after that, we went back to Right Track. So it was a really long time. And finally, um, I think it was her manager that came over to me and said, you know, Mariah's really, really tired. I think it's time to wrap things up. But I mean, the vibe from Mariah was like, I could have just hung out for however long, you know, because Mm -hmm. yeah, because I think she was, because I think I get the feeling like she was finally getting the chance to say things that she had always wanted to say Mm -hmm. in the way that she wanted to say them. And I think she found that, very freeing and especially at that particular time in her life when she really was making that jump from being very pinned in you know in terms of her interviews in terms of her image being very controlled and then having that opportunity to actually express herself i think in a lot of ways that's why she was getting so much off her chest because she had never really felt like she was able to do that before uh yeah i completely i feel that i feel that and that's what one of the reasons i love the this whole discussion uh you had with her because it really is more of a like a discussion um or a conversation yeah i feel Um, like um with this interview she kind of hinted at these things in previous interviews but now she finally gets to just spill spill her guts and just tell us the stories and we now we understand because we kind of wonder like what does she know about her own career now we can we hear mm -hmm. it in the interview yeah i think she um you know, that's the great thing about print interviews, too, is that I think a lot of times when you're on television and everything, I mean, publicists like you do in television because television obviously has a bigger bang, right? You get on there, you talk for a little bit, and then it gets out to millions and millions of people. Where, like, print, the reason they'd like to do print interviews, in this case it was for the Washington Post, that gives you a little bit more like a prestige, maybe. But the thing about artists is that I think they get a little more relaxed with print interviews because they don't have to worry about how they look. Mm-hmm. It's not as if she had to go into exactly. makeup before she talked to me or anything like that. It's not like life was shining in her face. It was just the two of us. So there was just a sense of um, just being for her just to be able to express herself um in the way that she wanted to in kind of a relaxed way. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of not worrying about what she looks like, we have a, a question <laughs> from one of our listeners. Um, Jake Calvia wants to know, what was she wearing? What was she wearing? And we want to know that too, actually. <laughs> she was wearing like, um, let's see, did I put that in the, I, I, I'll tell you what I remember. She was wearing like a little kind of a crop top type thing. It wasn't like, a, you know, it wasn't like a midriff thing, but it was the kind of thing, like, if she raised her arms, you could see a little bit of her midriff, you know, that kind of okay. a thing. Okay. So it was kind of modest for her, you know what I mean? And then she was wearing, like, these um, kind of green, kind of, like, camo-colored pants. They weren't, like, kind of an olive green, uh-huh. and they were okay. kind of um, sort of, like, 
and they kind of tapered at the legs. So, you know, they weren't like sweatpants, but they were kind of like, I guess, kind of looking forward to the athleisure tw- trend. <laughs> like if I had to describe them now, <laughs> I, can, I would I can say they were kind of like exactly what this is in my head. I really can. But they were very tailored. It wasn't like they were baggy, but it was. And, you know, I really was surprised. You know, her weight fluctuates and everything like that. So it's yeah. the kind of thing, you know, that, you know, fans like us, we noticed and we kind of like looking for. And I did think she looked very fit and thin, like more so than I, you know, she wasn't like fleshy at all. Like she was very toned, very. And like a lot of people that maybe um, you have this perception of them as being slightly large, larger or something she was very she looked very thin to me and very kind of small mm-hmm. if that makes sense in yeah. terms of her body right which is a weird thing to be talking about i was like wow she looks really great you know she looks really tight and tone and you know she looks really good yeah there yeah. were the days when she was giving us really good thigh muscle all the yeah, time yeah she she was giving us everything <laughs> yeah. everything those we were noticed the days. these things yeah. um now i know you're a fan of her so when you got this interview like you're like oh my god i'm gonna go talk to mariah like were you nervous were you anxious like did you know what you were gonna ask her because you just seem like so chill and relaxed and i i know if i were <laughs> i mean i've met mariah i've spoken with her but and every time i do i get very nervous i'm like oh my god like what do i say back but you were like so cool. Well, it was really a bizarre time in my life because I, um, I, I was right. I was living in Washington and I was writing for the Washington Post and I was doing a lot of features for them. Kind of, and the first feature I ever did for them was on Kelly Price. So it's like there was kind of this Mariah theme. Mm-hmm. So you know, I asked them. Like when I pitched the idea, of course, I knew my editor would be into it, but I really didn't know. Um, her publicist at the time was a vet, Noel Shore, who now basically masterminds everything to do with Beyonce. Right. And so I kind of knew her casually and I sort of pitched this thing doing a Mariah interview for the Washington Post. And I didn't really, like I wasn't, it it seemed so far-fetched that I wasn't even really that invested in it. Like I didn't even, it was one of those kind of things like, oh, let me just try this. But I thought it was so like unlikely that I didn't really think much about it, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? It wasn't, So then when it finally came together, it came together at this really weird time where um, it was just a couple of weeks later, but it just so happened that I'd gotten a job to work at Entertainment Weekly in New York. So all of a sudden, my life was turned upside down, and they wanted me to start right away. Mm. All of a sudden, my life was turned upside down because I suddenly had to move to New York and find a New York apartment and start this new job (laughs) in like two weeks. And then in the midst of all this, they're like, hey, can you meet Mariah Carey? Like. Uh-huh. this saturday or something so it was like oh my god like all this stuff is going on like so you didn't even have like, time to really process it all you were just like no going. it was so you much going it. i was like you know yeah so i remember taking the train up um i remember taking the train up to the amtrak from new york i mean from dc to new york and i, and I even have these things i had made like these CDs, like, you know, back in the days when you used to burn CDs, yeah, like one CD had like all of my favorite Mariah hip hop mixes. And then the other CD had like all of my favorite Mariah club mixes. And I was just sitting on the train, like listening to CDs and then kind of writing my questions in this little book, you know, and that was kind of the amount of preparation that I had to give to it, you know, on this train ride. Uh-huh. And then um, 
I was looking at New York market. So I was kind of, and then the thing about it, it was also, it kept being rescheduled. Like they could say, okay, meter here and you're going to do this meter. Oh no. Now you're going to do this. This was my first big celebrity interview. So I didn't really know what was going on. Having interviewed a lot of celebrities now, I know that's just like part and parcel of what goes on Mm -hmm. with interview flares I didn't at the time so it was kind of like I'd be looking at this apartment then they would get a call oh can you meet right here and then I'd be on my way there and they'd like oh no actually she's not there go meet her so finally we got around to this um, video editing studio and at that time I was truly exhausted from the day you know what I mean like I was really kind of like just like okay let's get this over with so I think that has a lot to do with it and I don't know you mentioned you listened to the audiobook of my memoir but um I don't know if you've gotten this far, but the interview started out really, really awkwardly. Like, I thought I had really blown it. Because what happened was, I get to this um, video editing studio, which is like in the middle of nowhere. Um, in It was part of New York City I've never been to. It was like, there were just cobblestone streets and everything. I mean, it's this whole thing. The meatpacking area? Yeah. Exactly. It was like the meatpacking area, but like way, you know. Before meatpacking so, was meatpacking. <laughs> exactly. Before it was like cool and with the fancy restaurants and all this yeah. kind of stuff. This was still back in the day. Uh-huh. So I get there and I'm sitting in this. And so I get there and some guy meets me at the door and then they seat me in the lobby. So I'm sitting in this lobby and like, you know, this was a time before smartphones and stuff. So like, and there were no magazines. Around. So I'm literally just kind of like sitting there with nothing to do. And it was like a long time. It was maybe 40 minutes that I was just sitting there and then nobody came down or anything. And so I'm just kind of like, what is going on? You know, and I'm already kind of tired. So I'm getting a little irritated, but I know I can't get irritated because I have to be in a good frame of mind. And then this guy comes down and said, Mariah would like to meet you. So I was like, okay, fine. And so I just go up and, um, you know, she's working, 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 um, looking at the video monitor. can't remember what video it was for now, actually, which is weird. But she's looking at the video monitors and everything. And then finally she turns around and she comes over and she shakes my hand. And we talk for a while and she talks a lot about, um, I think, her nephew, I think that's her sister's child or something uh-huh. like that. But her nephew had just graduated from um, maybe high school and she was sending him to college or something like mm-hmm. that. But she was going on and on about that and talking about her family and everything. And then finally she stopped and she said, um, are you going to write any of this down? And I was like, <laughs> well, my tape recorder is downstairs. They said that uh, we were just going to meet. And she was like, I'm not supposed to be using my voice like this. Why am I wasting my voice if we're not, oh my if you're gosh. not writing the staff? And she kind of like went off, you know. I was just like, oh shit, because oh, I mean, literally, this guy just said she wants to meet you. So, and again, I'm new to all this. Like now, um, if I interview, like the tape would be running the whole time, whatever. But I literally left my bag downstairs. So then I had to kind of go back downstairs and get all of my. Um, you know, my notes and my tape recorder. But by the time I got back upstairs, she was back and just staring at the video screen and she wouldn't even look at me. Oh, like it was no. like she was staring at me. She didn't even acknowledge that <laughs> I had come back upstairs <laughs> or anything. So I was just like, crap, I just blew this whole thing. And so it was just really disappointing. And I felt like it wasn't my fault, but of course, I guess it was. You know, it was just uh-huh. really, really. So I'm just standing there. So I'm. I'm not so much nervous as just like, you know, you get that feeling like you've blown it and you're just sort of like resigned to the fact that you screwed up. You know what yeah, I mean? And you're just kind of oh. like, okay, I guess well, this well, is just crap. Kind of like the <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was model. thinking. I, just like... I was kind of like, well, I guess it's no big deal. You know, it's not like they 
saving space in the paper or for tomorrow or something. I guess right. I just have to tell my editor I screwed up. So I was totally in that frame of mind. Yeah. But then when it was time to leave, her manager was like, oh, you'll ride with Mariah in the limo. And I was like, okay. And then when we got in the limo and started talking, it was clear that she had gotten over. I mean, maybe she's one of those people that get like angry for like a, there are a lot of people like that that get like angry and upset for a second, but right. then, then two seconds right later they're cool. Yeah. yeah. So like once we got in the limo, she was totally cool. And I didn't feel any sort of residual effect of what happened before, but like for a good <laughs> you know, little while, she was pissed at me. And the fact that, um, you know, I wasn't writing down or recording anything because, of course, I didn't have anything to write with or record because my bag was downstairs. Right, yeah. right. Well, all's well that ends well. And it all ended up... Yeah, right. <laughs> um, one of the reasons I really love this interview, is we've said, is just so cool, calm, and relaxed. But there are moments in here where Mariah just starts singing whatever song you guys are talking about or, like, you know, a, a piece from Heartbreaker and then Dream Lover and all those things. Like, if I was sitting next to Mariah and she was just singing out like that I would just I might die like did you feel like oh my god like I might die <laughs> it was pretty shocking like it was pretty um because I think the first time she does it is when she sings a bit from the Heartbreaker remix the Val Young song right. you should ever be lonely and like you know I don't think I showed it on my face or anything like that but there was definitely a moment like it wasn't like my heart stopped or anything but it was like okay I cannot believe Mariah Carey is, you know, at first it's like, okay, I can't believe Mariah Carey is singing to me right now right, yeah. like in the middle of this interview. And then also it was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe how good she sounds just right, singing like in the middle of this live. So it was just this kind of like, wow, this is sort of like happening type of thing, you know. And, of course, I just had to kind of move on. But I understand that she's, it was just so natural to her as a way to kind of prove her point. It was just mm-hmm. – and that was just incredible to me that that could just come up so fluidly to her. Like, it's like music and singing is just almost like a part of her thought process. So it wasn't even weird for her in making a point just to break into song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of now people like a lot of people that hate musicals because they say, oh, it's so unnatural that somebody's just doing something. And then all of a sudden they break into song. That's so unrealistic. Yeah. But the thing about it is in this particular context, it really was like somebody just literally broke into song mm-hmm. and it sounded perfectly natural and it seemed like the perfectly natural thing to do. Right. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. That's just, you know, it just gives you like what her mindset is always in. It's like music, 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 singing. It's, it's yeah. crazy. I love it. I love it. Also, when you see her on stage, when she gets nervous, she, she'll break into song. That's where she's comfortable and, and safe. You can see that. Yeah. I love it. Uh, we have another question from Bingo Sparkles. He wants to know, um, did Mariah snack or drink anything the whole time you were with her? Because <laughs> she mentioned that she was hungry at that one point. No, she did eat. She did eat. I think she eat, ate, got something from Mr. Chow. Um, and she stood up while she ate it. And it was kind of like in a styrofoam container. And it seemed like Chinese food. And huh. I remember her kind of, she was standing, because I was also in the studio with her when she was, um, with Joe, and she was um, just kind of standing. She never sat down to eat. She was just kind of standing up and eating while she was doing other things. So it was weird. Like, even in that moment of eating, she couldn't just sit down and kind of relax. And all of her assistants and everything, they were, like, in another room in the kitchen part of the studio, and they were all sitting on the floor and eating and everything like that. But she was standing up still kind of focused on um, 
you know, getting this remix done. And um, I remember she was kind of talking to Joe a lot about, I think she's very nurturing of artists that she likes, you know, and kind of bringing in. So she was really talking to him about how much she loved his tone on certain records and everything like that. It was almost like she was kind of boosting him up to kind of do a, a really good performance on the remix. Mm-hmm. I see that. I see that. Now, this is 1999, like before her quote, quote, breakdown. Like, yeah, she was but like, you can attest to that. She was literally always, always working like she's standing up. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah, um, it was like a constant work for her. Right. Yeah, she was always working. I think maybe the little bit of a difference is, um, (laughs) you know, because I guess the breakdown happened like right in the kind of the glitter era. You know, and I think that the difference was with this album, you know, with Rainbow, she was still very much in her element. It's like she she had the difficulties with Sony and everything like that. And you could tell that really took a toll on her and her feeling that she was trapped in this situation where she wasn't. I mean, she knew like people couldn't really work her records or be that supportive of her because that would be going against the head of the company. So she really felt like she was in a difficult situation. At the same time, she was still in a very familiar, um, she was still in a very familiar surroundings. You know, all the people she had known since the beginning of her career, and she was, you know, making music with the same people and everything like that. I think what happened probably that took it over the top is once she worked with Divergent, you know, she was working with all of these different people. Mm-hmm. There was all of that big money on the line. And yeah. then on top of it, a, a movie, you know, so I just think all of those different elements really just sent her kind of overboard, I think, with the amount of pressure on yeah, her and really solely on her, you know, and her not really, because I could see her not really, 100% trusting the Virgin people because she didn't really know those people that well. Mm-hmm. And I could see, and movies, you know, that was something that was kind of outside of her, you know, wheelhouse. She had never really done anything like that. So I just can imagine the amount of pressure that was on her. And I think that just kind of sent her overboard. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I, I see that. I agree. Like, and it's, that would, that's going to happen, you know? Uh, well, you can hear that's going to happen. Unsettling thing. Yeah. In this interview, um, with you, Craig, you can hear that that's what's going to cause it. It's just nonstop movement and momentum that she just she's stuck in almost. Yeah, it just feels like she can't get off this roller coaster, and you can tell that's what happened with the exhaustion. Yeah, because she says, you know, that she always feels like she has so much to prove, mm. and this is when she's doing Rainbow, when it's just another album, and she's right. had consistently successful albums. So you imagine if she feels felt like she had so much to prove while promoting rainbow you can imagine how much she felt like she had to prove when she's at a new record company with with this you know multi-million dollar deal and the movie you know what i mean so i think um pressure yeah um what did you think of glitter did you watch the movie you know it's interesting yeah it's interesting because i was actually recently going back through all of the things that i've written um not just about mariah but about a lot of artists and i'd actually written a review of glitter Uh um the movie and the soundtrack actually but you know i didn't feel like i mean i didn't really like glitter but i didn't feel like she was that bad at it you know i didn't really feel like it deserved what didn't deserve um, all that uh that negativity (laughs) i mean it's not going to win an uh, academy award but it's like a fun campy movie you just have fun yeah yeah i mean Honestly, I haven't, I've never, I watched it once in the theater in order to write the review and I never saw it again, oh, no. but, um, <laughs> oh my gosh. you know, 
but I didn't. Um, but I, I'm kind of one of those weird people. I, I really rarely watch anything oh. twice. But um, you know, I, I mean, I think probably as a fan, I think I was more disappointed by the soundtrack than I was disappointed by the movie because the movie. It's not like she's my favorite movie. It's not like she's my favorite actress anyway. So right. it wasn't really like I felt, you, you know, any type of way anything. about, yeah. yeah so it's like, like, whatever. Yeah. But, I, you know, with her music as a fan, I always have such high expectations for um, what that's going to be. And I think I was, um, you know, really disappointed by the soundtrack. Even probably, it's probably one of the, I mean, I regret some of the lines that I wrote. Now, it was a review that ran in Vibe magazine. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually regret some of the things that I wrote in that review, but it's the kind of thing where sometimes I think as fans, we can be the most vicious on the people that we really we yeah, we like <laughs> because we, we feel so disappointed. So like I was just rereading that review and I was like, Oh my God, I oh my can't God. believe no wonder she won't. I'm, I think I'm on her like band journalist list. Oh no. But, um, well, that was another question but, that we have. Um, have you ever seen her oh, sorry, since? Yeah. Have you seen her since? Or? I know. We crossed paths once, not that right around like the start of I think through the rain video had just come out. Oh, okay. And I was in um, DC interviewing the group Drew Hill for Vibe at the, this um, BT Honors Awards, um, where she was there and she sang the Stevie Wonder song "You and I." And I crossed yeah. paths with her manager, who I spent a lot of time with, and her manager would not even like make eye contact with me. She just kind of just kept walking. So I knew that kind of meant that she wasn't pleased with whatever oh, no. had transpired. Yeah. And, and what, and yeah, I mean, the thing about it is I feel like it's my job as a journalist just to be honest, not necessarily to, um, be nice to make friends. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really intentionally do anything to hurt people. And that's why like maybe some of the lines in my glitter review, I now kind of regret because I think there may, might be a little extra, yeah. but, um, you know, but you just kind of have to live with, that and I think, and you know, the same sort of quality as a fan that made that first interview work is the same quality that I bring into everything I write about her, even when I'm disappointed with some of the stuff that she does. So it's hard to kind of separate it. But again, um, I mean, you know, and the thing that I've learned as a journalist too is like you can write the nicest thing about somebody, but maybe there's one thing in there that's just something that they're touchy about that you don't even think is a bad thing, and maybe most people wouldn't even think is a bad thing. But like that one thing might be the reason why they cut you off or don't like you or something like that. So, you know, it's just so I so I don't know. But the answer to that is no, I haven't had any (laughs) contact with her since. No, Um, but you you maintain being a fan. So you followed her even, you know, throughout the last decade or, or decade and a half or so, like, you know, through Mimi and all of that. Um, are there any musical favorites from the past, like maybe fifteen years, or since you've done this interview with her, that like you really love any songs? Oh God, yeah, yes, all of them. Right? I mean, um, well, I mean, you know, some more than others. I mean, I think that, but I mean, she's done incredible. I mean, I think since then, I mean, I think she's done incredible work. I yeah. mean, um, Mimi, like the I, of Mimi. Yeah, of course, but that's kind of like obvious, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I think just certain songs like that, I just. I'm going through like my Spotify playlist with some of my favorites, but like Love Story uh-huh. um, mm. from E equals MC, like that, I think that's one of the best songs that she's ever done. And quite honestly, the album that I play the most probably is Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. Oh, really? Wow. Just because I love that album. I mean, I just think that it's so cool. Just because she worked with The Dream on the whole thing, right. uh-huh. it just has this 
kind of cohesiveness and it just and lyrically it just sounds like she's having so much fun you know we know that she loves hip-hop and i think on that album the lyrics like she's thinking like a rapper like she's doing punchlines and she's making all sorts of like pop culture mm-hmm, references mm-hmm. and to me that's just such a fun record i like more than just friends is like one of my favorite oh, i, I play that, that song I love that yeah so much <laughs> and i mean so I love that. And I mean, even the last album, like, Me, you know, Faded and Meteorite oh, yeah. oh, and stuff oh, like that. Faded, I mean, yeah, Faded is my like all-time favorite right now. Yeah, it's so great. So I just think, but, you know, then at the same time, like with the current single, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any problems with it, but it's sort of like as a fan, I just feel like it's one of those, it's one of those records that if it had been just an album track, I probably would have been like, oh, that's really, you know, I yeah, like oh, it. But like cute. as a single. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. But as a single, I just feel like that's not, if this is all you're giving me, I kind of want more, you know, that's right. kind of the way I feel like about that. I agree. I want more, but I always want more. Even when she gives us good, good well, yeah, stuff, I'm like, give me some more. Yeah. I'm a great. Right. We're never satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have any more questions from our listeners? Well, Craig, so you mentioned that you have this Mariah story in your memoir. I'm up to chapter seven right now, so I haven't gotten all the way through. Yeah, I think it. I think it comes. I don't remember how, how. I don't remember how many chapters. I think you might have to get into the twenties. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the interesting thing about the memoir, though, is like in terms of Mariah. Um, one time, I think I don't know. It came up in a search or something, and I think she's like the most mentioned thing in the memoir in a way. Oh, really? Because I have this. Well, because I have this. Part of the memoir deals with my relationship with my um, boyfriend at the time. And it's kind of like our whole relationship was kind of framed around Mariah music because one of the first conversations we ever had was about Vision of Love and about um, Mariah's first album. And that was really like one of the first. And us talking about it and everything like that. And then, you know, it's interesting. Then we got together and you know, I like more. I bought the first album, but and I like, but my favorite song was Vanishing. You know, I really oh, was kind of obsessed uh, with that. Obsessed. And then the second album came out, and I was just kind of like, you know, like I really wasn't into someday. Like I was just wasn't that into it. And but we, at this time, at this point, me and my boyfriend were living together. You know, at first we had just met in the first album, but the second album we were living together. And he really loved emotion. I liked it, but not enough. I mean, albums were really expensive back then. You know, it was like, yeah. and I was <laughs> a so student, so you know, like I just wasn't sold on that, but he really loved it. So we went out and got it. And then I really got into like, um, make it happen. And with the remixes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So then I started, oh, and anytime I need a, anytime I need a friend remix, that's uh-huh. the that's, CNC remix. I, mean, I think that's really when epic. I became like a fan of Mariah. Like that's just when, I really was just on board and everything. And then, of course, like, she didn't disappoint then. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing about it is we um, we were together for a long time, but we started breaking up around the Butterfly album. This is sad. Oh, wow. And, and so we would play it. I mean, like, we would play it in the house, but it's like I felt like in the relationship that I just really – because he was the first guy I'd ever been with and all this kind of stuff. So I was feeling like – you know, I love you, but I really just kind of need my space and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So I would kind of, so every time you were Mariah. Butterfly came, <laughs> it was, it was like, this, you know, you play a CD. Every time Butterfly would come on in the apartment, I would kind of like turn the volume on the way up. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just thinking about, you know, when you love someone, it's easy to fall victim to your insecurities, stuff like that. And then he thought that I was being kind of callous about 
um, the relationship. So then when Breakdown would come on, he would go to the CD player <laughs> and turn up the volume. <laughs> so it was like we were dueling with our entire breakup was playing out over this album, and we were literally like, you know, fighting each other with with different tracks, tracks on the same yeah. right yeah. <laughs> that I so mean, it's just, it's, yeah, that's a that's when you're really a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and this is in your uh, your memoir. All I Can Bear, that's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. And where do they find yeah. it? Is it on Amazon? It's on Amazon, and um, you know, and the audio version is on SoundCloud. But you also can, I can send you guys the link. But um, I let people download the whole audiobook for free if they want to, so you'll hear the whole story and everything like that. And I can send you the link, you know, if you'd like to share that with people or whatever. But oh, they yeah. can definitely just listen to it for free because I don't own the um, Simon the Schuster owns the rights for the text so i can't really do anything like that but i own the rights to the audio so i don't care people can listen to it if they want to that's how i've been doing it on soundcloud yeah and yeah i gotta, yeah, I gotta yeah. listen to it because i'm it's interested good. i i gotta hear all about it and martin's been telling me i've been telling dan to get into it i know i just gotta find <laughs> time but i will i will i'm fascinated also i noticed like that you used to live in chicago i'm from chicago so i'm like oh there's a connection in your phone yeah. number i was like that is a chicago phone number <laughs> That's why you were like, it's a different um, time. But yeah, I lived in Chicago for about um, a long time, for like 2008 to 2015 or something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I lived right in Boys Town. So I was in the. Right in the thick in, of things. Definitely in the mix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I moved out of Chicago in 2008. I don't know numbers, but. Oh, okay. six, well, I don't know. Six years ago. Do the math. <laughs> six right. years ago. Okay. Yeah, so I was I was exiting as you were coming in, but uh, you know, shout out to Chicago. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of your books, we have another listener question. Um, Lal Laby wants to know about your Luther Vandross biography. Do you mention mm-hmm. Mariah in there? Um, I'm sure I do. Just mentioning endless love and just kind of um, that was kind of a thing where. You know, a lot of people had issues with Sony. Yeah. That was kind of a thing where um, Luther also kind of similar to Mariah. He wrote his own music and he produced a lot of his own music. And there was this, but the company um, and Tommy Mottola specifically kept feeling like, because Luther would say, why don't you promote my stuff more? And then the company would be kind of like, well, it's because you write and produce your own stuff. And so it has a limited audience. Why don't you do something that we can really get behind. So that's why he did that album. I'm pretty sure it was called Song and Endless Love being the first um, single. So Tommy Mottola kind of put all that together. And that was supposed to be his big bid to have a big album, but it turned out to be a really um, one of his least successful albums. And I don't even think Endless Love went top 10. I think it went to like 11 or something like that. So it was a really bitter pill for him. You know, that was a really Mm -hmm. dark moment. Yeah. But I think in terms of Mariah and Luther just working together, I think that was a mutual admiration society. And um, because I know Mariah had a lot of respect and admiration for Luther and also for his background singers. Um, I think she mentioned Cindy Mazzell even in the interview who worked with Luther a lot. And I know Luther told her something about like having a humidifier or mm-hmm. something backstage. Yeah. 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 Back. And so he told her to do that. So then of course she turns into this great, you know, like, now that she has, she always has to have, and hers is probably like gold plated or something like engraved you know, butterflies on it or something. But yeah. Right. But he, um, he was the one that kind of got her into that. So I think even though it was a low moment 
for him, you know, just in terms of how it came out professionally. I just think the two of them coming together, they was, seem yeah. to really like each other and stuff. They, yeah, the that duo, that combination of voices was really magical, I think. Yeah, it was, but it was kind of the thing that I think in order to be successful, you sort of have to... Um, you know, if you take it beyond just kind of listening to it in the abstract, I think in order for a duet to be really successful, you kind of have to believe maybe there's something to it. And, like, nobody was believing that Luther Vandross was actually in a romantic relationship with Mariah. You know, so right, I think right. for the yeah. larger audience, there was kind of this implausibility. And even when you see the video, I think they filmed the video, live video in London or something or yeah. one of the concerts. And even that, I mean, they seem very kind of awkward with each other so i think that's part of the thing where duets that are really successful commercially successful people kind of have to sort of believe in the possibility of that and obviously that just wasn't a factor with luther and mariah right what do you think about mariah going on tour with lionel richie do you think it's a good combo um i think yeah i mean i think probably i mean i think that they're gonna have um audiences that kind of overlap. I mean, I think it's a good thing, just kind of laid back music. I mean, I think it really depends upon what she's going to do. Like, is she going to come out and, with a bunch of dancers and jean shorts and do it like that or something? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think they have to kind of meet somewhere in the middle in order for it to um, make sense. But yeah, I think it's fine. I, I mean, I don't plan to see it, but I mean, um, I think it's a <laughs> fine package. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're going for research. We're just going for research. Yeah. We're just going. Uh, we, you know, we got the cheap tickets. Yeah. We're like, okay, I guess, I guess we can go, you know, for work-related issues. Um, I mean, my thing with Mariah live is like, I've actually, I mean, this is something I probably should admit, but I've actually never seen her live. And scandal. Yeah, I know. Scandal. But the thing about it is, you know, I just... You know, if, I would go see the Mariah, like, just sitting on a stool without all the glitz and stuff. Like, that's the kind of thing that I would want, yeah. you know? And just the songs that I would want to hear and everything like that, I just feel like... Um, it's like, I probably would have gone... In, in retrospect, I probably would have gone to, like, the Emancipation Tour. But um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like um, what she gives live a lot of times is not necessarily what I like most about her as an artist, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, I see that. That's valid. You know, as a, rec as a recommendation, you should go see her Christmas show in New York because oh, it good covers one. everything. It's super Christmassy. It's good. It's a really, I think it's a that's really what good, people, uh, it's Yeah, really I think I would. Experience. That's what people say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's would be. And I love the, I mean, her Christmas stuff is, I'm a little, you know, it sounds stupid to say this because everybody thinks this, but, you know, obviously I'm in love with her Christmas stuff. So I think I would like, the Christmas show, so that might be something I put on. Um, and this was just—was this just the second year that she's done it as a residency, or has she been doing it for longer? This year. is the third. Yeah, this is the third. The third year. year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this was like the first year that I realized, okay, this is something that I can like plan for for next mm -hmm. year or something uh -huh. like that. So I think I might do it. Um, I, I think that might be something that I do for you should, this you year. Definitely, you know, keep it in mind because mm -hmm. it's a good time. Mm -hmm. It is good. We keep going back. Yeah, we, we're there. <laughs> Does she do when Christmas comes? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Yes, she does, you know, a mix of, you know, the first album and then her second Christmas album. It's a nice blend. Yeah. Right. Both of those. Okay. So it's good. And she does, you know, some classic, you know, non-Christmas songs as well. So that's always a good time. Uh-huh. But you have to stay festive. You can't, yes, you you must, can't break the festive spirit. You must spirit. be festive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can be festive. <laughs> I think you can make it work. I think you got it in you. Definitely. You can find some really good um, YouTube videos of the show, but the theatre itself, just to be inside the theatre, even without Mariah, is such an amazing experience that the Christmas show is just incredible in there. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, I definitely, I felt like last year when I heard people talk about it, yeah. I felt like, wow, that's something that I would have really liked to have done. So this year, I think I'll probably will... Other than the fact of being in New York in December, mm-hmm. I think right. <laughs> I've definitely done that. You know, and it's like now that I'm in South Beach, I'm just kind of right. anytime that I feel like I might be cold. But I, have, you know, I have plenty of friends in New York and stuff like that. So I think I think I will do it this year. You definitely should. Yeah, I mean, I we're going through it right now with the snow and this cold bitterness. But oh my god, yeah. Know. We're gonna make it through. It feels like Christmas right now. Actually. I know it's it's right. crazy because it, like we didn't get much colder snow like at all this this Christmas yeah. season, but here we are in the middle of March and it's like yeah, five feet of snow outside. It's ridiculous. I'm over it. Um, Craig, we have a final question for you. Sure. Um, Angel Aragia wants to know: um, Did you take the train at the end of the interview? <laughs> It's so she funny was so how worried about like, me taking the train. The train? <laughs> yeah, she People was just so love... worried about. It was so weird because, like, I don't know what. I mean, she. I think she. I think she's naturally like very protective and stuff like that. But it's kind of like, you know, I'm from DC. I, you know, spent like, so much time yeah. in New York growing up and stuff like that. Like, I'm not any kind of. <laughs> you can you can get on there. You can navigate. You're you're. You're going to be good. Yeah, and I think I actually went, because it was in Right Track. That was right in Times Square. I'm not even sure if Right Track was, is there anymore, but um, there's a strip club called The Gaiety that well, that used to be in Times Square. I'm almost positive I just hopped out of the car and then went to the strip club and like waited <laughs> at the strip club until my train left and I just walked to Penn Station. So, you know, not only did I, <laughs> did I not, you know, just <laughs> take the train, she was worried I mean, take the train, but I actually went to the strip club before <laughs> taking the train. If she only and, you know, knew. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my goodness. That's Did you so end funny. up getting a, an apartment in New York? I did. I, I lived in Chelsea for a couple of years. I lived right um, oh. on 23rd Street. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So it was, and it, it was a studio, and it was more than I've ever it was the most I'd ever paid for an apartment at the time, and it's uh-huh. still the most I've ever paid for an oh, apartment. You know, yeah. since then I've lived in Chicago, I've lived in Atlanta, now I'm in Miami Beach, and you know that little one, you know, yeah, one room, little room studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know. man, yeah. It, well, things haven't changed here, so it's probably uh, yeah. quadrupled in rent by now. Yeah, almost. Yeah. But, you know, you love New York. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Well, Craig, I am so appreciative that you took your time, but we're going to yeah. we're gonna wrap it up. I was so fascinated by, like, you telling us all the little behind the scenes. Yeah. I loved it. This I is like the bonus, fe- oh, bonus feature yes. of the interview. And I appreciate you guys for taking the time to even listen to and talk about the interview. Like, it's yeah. just amazing to something I, I mean, did in we, 1999. We, <laughs> yeah, but this talking. is like gold for us. This is seriously like gold. And there are so many fans out there that I don't think we're aware of it so we're like we need to like talk about this we yeah. need to like 
give this some some airtime. Also, it's one of a kind. There's no other interview like it. So you've gone down in Mariah legendary in Mariah history. history. Oh, wow. You're going in the museum, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like, I mean, it's just, I'm glad people enjoy it. And I'm being, being you know, it's, it's really, it's an authentic conversation. I mean, I wasn't trying to be anything that I'm not, and she wasn't trying to be anything that she wasn't. And I was coming from and as a, you know, as, as I still am, but somebody that truly appreciates her talent, truly appreciates, you know, what she's done and, and appreciates like where she came from. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kind of the thing I always think about it too, um, that used to frustrate me back in the day when I would talk to people about Mariah is like, you know, how people talk about dog whistle politics where like somebody will say something and it'll be like a code for white supremacists or something like that. And they're not really saying it, but they're, they're kind of putting it out there. And I think for a large part of Mariah's career, it was almost like dog whistle music and that she was speak, you know, she, the references she would make and things like that, or for people that really knew like very specific aspects of hip hop or very right, specific yeah aspects of club culture hmm. that a lot of people didn't know mm-hmm. and so i feel like because mariah and i around the same age i think she's like one year younger than me and i would spend i spent a lot of time in new york growing up because my grandmother's a hat designer so she would always take me up there to i mean like once a month she would take me out of school and we would go up there and i was so obsessed with new york radio and like new york the club music because obviously i was too young to go to the club but the club music they would play on the radio and like the second on the train that we would get in Jersey to a point where the New York radio stations would come on, I would tape on my Walkman the um, the music, yeah. and you know, I'd be the whole time I'd be in New York, I would tape. So it's like all of these songs and stuff that I would I knew from growing up. And then when Mariah came out and she did things like you know the Heartbreaker remix with "If You Should Ever Be Lonely" by Val Young, which wasn't a big hit, but if you were in if you listened to New York radio in the '80s you knew that record, you know, and things like the My All remix when she did like Stay a Little Wild Child or like mm-hmm. the um Always Be My Baby remix with um with um I can't think of the song, but the SOS band song. Yeah. yeah. All of those things like made me know that okay, this is a person that really knows music and this is a person that really knows the music that I know. So that's why I was so connected to her and, and that's what that conversation comes out of. It comes out of somebody feeling like you know, me feeling like I'm talking to somebody that has the same references that I do and has a very similar experience. And I think once I started talking, she realized the same thing about me. So we were kind of really talking um, with the same kind of musical vocabulary. And I think that's what made it really special. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And it comes across very well. You guys were perfect together. You, I just love it. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, ser- I seriously oh, have listened you. to this probably like two dozen times in the past like month. It's like always oh, on. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I think because especially well, that's great. Days, Mariah doesn't talk anymore. Yeah. In interviews. Yeah. It's nice to hear this and just hear her talking. Yeah. it's Or even on a reality show, really. I mean, she uh, doesn't really... really. Did you watch that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> How could you not? Yeah. Yeah, you, but, you um, just gotta watch it. It's like watching a but train. She, wreck. You know, but you also get, but you get this feeling like, and I don't know if this is her way of kind of like guarding herself from like hurt or just whatever. But increasingly, you just get a sense that she's performing rather than just kind of like every moment yeah. she's kind of on. Yeah, the point is just relaxing and kind of. Um, 
being herself. You know, like I said, when I was with her, she was just wearing a really modest outfit and everything. She thinks she might have a sweater on, like a little, you know, over the top. But then in the Mariah, you know, the reality show, she's like laying on a couch in the, uh-huh. you know, ridiculous lingerie. It's yeah. Just, you know, I mean, like I said, I don't judge her. I mean, do what you have to do. But I, as a fan, like, I can't necessarily say that that's what I want from her. Or that's what really... um speaks to me or that's the reason why I kind of um, appreciated her in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. We totally we know. get it. We, we kind of, we grilled her a little bit about it <laughs> each week. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is, you know, but we love her no matter what. So what do you think of her manager on the show? Um, you know, when I think about that, I think of the, I think about, um, you know, I kind of take it back all the way to why she was into Tommy Mottola in the first place and that he was a person that was really – that took up a lot of space and really took charge and really took care of her. And even though she at some point grew to find that very constricting, especially insofar as, you know, not only was he taking care of her career, but he was also her husband, you know, she had to break out of that. But obviously – and I think she even admits that in, you know, the music and – um and even in parts of the interview, you know, she likes somebody to kind of come in and, and take control. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the new manager is kind of within that same mold, whereas she wants somebody that can take control. But then at the same time, she kind of doesn't, too. You know, that whole thing about how she liked – I think she really enjoys her taking control. But then when she um, didn't hire that hairdresser, you know, she didn't like it. So there's kind of right. this thing where I think she likes – somebody that could kind of take charge and all of that kind of stuff. But I think there's also a part of her that kind of fights against her. So what do you, I mean, I don't see her laughing. I mean, I don't, five years down the line, I can't imagine that she'd still be there, but you know, I think it is what it is for now. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one last question. Oh, okay. The New Year's Eve um, event. Debacle. Oh, New Year's Did Eve. Did you watch that? Oh gosh. What's that? The New Year's oh, Eve. The New Year's, you know, I was, um, I was not watching it live. I think I was at another strip club. (laughs) And I think I only heard about it in retrospect. And I mean, I just feel like it wasn't that big of a, I I feel like that was kind of like a management thing or something like that. I think that it was just a lot of things that just didn't go right. And I, I, you know, even she mentions this in the interview, I think she has a lot of anxiety about live performances. So Mm -hmm. I think she just felt like rather than have, some performance of her out there screeching and stuff like that or not sounding good. I think she just rather kind of just walk through it and just let it be done. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and the thing about Mariah, I, I think as with all, if you look at like a lot of classic stars, not even in music, but just people like, you know, like Elizabeth Taylor, any like real superstar. I think all of these people have like spectacular up and spectacular down, mm-hmm. you know? So this is just, I think another thing in, this is not going to define her it doesn't really say anything about her talent. And if anything, it kind of gets people talking and it just adds to her sort of star status. You know, it's just another right. thing in this really big, you know, crazy thing that we had, this crazy Monroe Carey phenomenon that we've been watching for decades mm-hmm. now. So, you know, I just think it's one of those, those um, you know, it's, it's just one of those moments. I think most, your average person doesn't even remember it now, you know? Right. It's, yeah. it's moved on. No more talk of it, of it. No one's out there worried about it. Do you think she has a, another nineteenth, num- uh, another number one in her, number one hit? 
I think so, but I think it would have to be something that would be um, associated with something else. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it would have to be some sort of phenomenon. So I, it's, she's not just going to release another record, which is some random rapper in a code. You know, number yeah. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's but I think happening. if she does the right song and maybe it's used in the right TV show that's popular at the right time or it's used in the right movie or there's some sort of national, you know, something or other that goes on and people associate that moment with one of her songs or something like that, I think it would have to be... It, it would have to be sort of a cultural moment that's actually bigger than the song. Mm. You know what I mean? In the same way that like, kind of like after nine 11, how hero hit the charts again and started right. a lot of stuff has, because people then started um, associating um, sort of the first responders of nine 11 with hero. I think it would have to be something like that, you know? And I, you know, and I actually think it would be better for her creatively if she just totally stopped worrying about, the charts because you know with i feel like with you know the new single it's kind of she's still trying to worry about the charts and kind of you know singing the song that people know and then having the rapper on it and stuff like that and i really wish she would just kind of break out of that formula and just try to do something that is just completely different or it's just what she wants to do as opposed to because i think that's what we want as fans i think we're kind of sick mm-hmm. of these mm-hmm kind of plays for radio play and stuff like that that just don't seem to work. You know, whether or not it's Infinity that's trying to like be more of a pop song or it's this song that's trying to be more of an R&B song. I think that, you know, I know I feel as a fan that it's not really coming from the authentic Mariah place that a lot of the music that we love so much comes from, you know, it's kind of coming from her trying. And maybe, you know, she says in the interview that she always feels like she has to prove something. I think maybe at this point in her career, she's trying to prove that she can still get on the charts, but unfortunately that's not working for her, you know? Right. At this point in time, but I think she has something in her still. I think it's still around there, but you're right. It might have to come in unison with one of those other moments. Uh It might have to be tied to that. But I, I, I think there's, you know, you can't ever count her out. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. And, you know, just the sad thing about it is, like, I just want another album. Like, I like the last album. I just want another <laughs> just collection of songs album. that I can just decide which ones I like and play them and all that kind of stuff. You know, I just and but the problem with the industry is just that, you know, if you don't have a hit, you're not really allowed to release an album. So it's just kind of this thing. And the, the sad thing about it is that I think she has a devoted fan base of a certain amount of people. And we're the ones that are going to buy the album anyway. Like, even if she had a big hit, that doesn't necessarily mean those people are going to buy the album. Mm-hmm. So why not just release an album for the people that love her? And it would probably sell as much as, you know what I mean? So, it, so all of it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. But yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It is what it is, Craig. Yeah. It just, what can you do? Um, all right, we're going to let you go. Again, we appreciate it. Thank we you so loved much. it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. How can our listeners find you? Are you still writing anywhere? Are you still doing music reviews? Um, not sort of so much. I'm more focused like on books and stuff now. Uh-huh. But I would say I'll send you guys the link to the download for the um, audiobook. And one thing people might find interesting is I just recently went through all of my writings from Vibe, from Entertainment Weekly, The Washington Post, and everything, including all of the Mariah stuff, like the Charm, my Charm-based um, review and my Glitter reviews and stuff like that. And I put all of that um, on a site called R&Being. 
com, which is like R and B, but being E I N G at mm-hmm. the end of it. Uh-huh. And that basically has everything. So if people are oh, interested awesome. in, you okay. know, the other interviews that I've done and all of that kind of stuff. Um, that's all on there. Oh, cool. Awesome. I'm definitely checking that yeah, out because I want to read the charm bracelet <laughs> and the glitter. I know, I know. <laughs> Don't um, be mad at me after the glitter sound I, perfect. Like I said, no, I regret some things. Like, like, yeah. Listen, no, yeah, listen to our <laughs> other episodes. We go in sometimes. Sometimes, you know, we, okay, we uh, say those things. We, and we sometimes get, we get hate mail. Like we, it's what it, it is what it is. You but speak it's all language. out of love. It's all out of love for Mariah. So, you know. Um, but anyways, thank you again. Thank We're going to check out that website. Thank you. And uh, okay. enjoy the rest of your day down there in the sun. <laughs> you too. And come back <laughs> thank you guys. Time. I really appreciate it. Okay, great. I mean, invite me on anytime. I'm love to, I love talking about Mariah. All right. <laughs> and then we Take love care, that. you guys. I really appreciate <laughs> okay. it. Thanks, All right. Thanks, Greg. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, Dan, why are you looking so rested these days? Oh, well, thank you, Martin. It must be due to my brand new Casper mattress. Oh, really? Yes. Let me tell you, Martin, this mattress is everything. It is a -a one-of-a-kind mattress. It was named by Time Magazine one of 2015's best inventions because it's a hybrid mattress. Yes. What does that mean? Well, uh, I'm going to tell you. It is combining premium memory foam with latex foam. I love a foam moment. Oh, the foam is the best. Um, But not only is it just luxurious to lay on, Casper will also give you a 100-day risk-free trial period for this mattress. Get out. Yes. They drop it off at your door in a box. You unravel that right into your bed, and boom, you're good to go. If you decide you don't like it, you just return it. Shut no up. questions asked. How? Oh, well, let me tell you that, too. Casper Mattress has teamed up with the Mariah Report, and we are giving you and all of our listeners $50 off of any purchase at Casper Mattresses. Just go to caspertrial.com slash report. I'm doing that now. Great. I love that. We love him. I seriously just could. I, he just had so much. I couldn't stop asking questions. I had to cut myself off. I couldn't even think of a question because I was thinking about what he was just saying. And I'm thinking, oh, let me process that some more. Oh, I know. <laughs> I we loved didn't ask, it. We, see, I wanted to ask more questions like the stuff that was edited out. I forgot all right. about that. Right. Oh, I forgot all about that, too. I wanted to see what was off the record. Yeah. I just think that interview he did with Mariah was amazing. The Him and telling us all the backstory of it, yeah. amazing. And it's funny how like one of our um, bingo sparkles wanted to know what she ate, and you would think it's like a ha-ha funny joke. We got good information. He really told... He gave us the whole scoop. But good information. Good stuff. <laughs> she was eating Chinese He's standing up. He's such a good talker. He's a professional. I love him. Well, yeah. That's, what he, that's his job. Well, yes, of course. Duh. Uh, but I loved it. And Craig, thank you again for all of that. It was amazing. Yeah. Lambs, let us know what you thought about it. And uh, I'm no, send us I'm going to go feedback. to bed tonight and think, I should have asked this. I need to ask that. I know. We're going to have to call him up again. We might have to. We might have to be like best friends with him now. If we're going to harass I think, poor Craig. Yeah, yeah. He's opened a can of worms <laughs> with us. <laughs> he has no idea what's coming. But for real, go check out his, he has an audio book on SoundCloud and I've been listening to it and it's really captivating and I didn't even realize his Mariah section's coming up. Oh, so yeah. I can't I, wait. I definitely have to listen to it because I need to know all of that. Yeah. Um, 
but where can we find that at again uh go to sound go to soundcloud where we are okay on soundcloud and look up craig seymour c-r-a-i-g-s-e-y-m-o-u-r and his memoir is called all i can bear which sounds very it's fascinating it's a little bit adult-esque right some raunchy moments but i like that oh no i mean but i'm an adult the children at home the, <laughs> the, ch- the children to- are asleep <laughs> i can i can listen to this um but it's good okay great perfect 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 so yes thank you craig thank you oh also he mentioned um how to download his book and we're going to post it on our facebook the link okay yeah and he, and he also sent us the link to download the actual file of the interview with him and Mar- mariah yeah, so if you want, like, you know, the real thing right, right there, right. so you don't have to go to YouTube, you can do that. We'll post it. But not as a joke. Like, if you're, if you're doing, like, a musical uh, assignment or something, if you're in college, this is good information. This is great. So yeah. get, get the link and Hello. Save, it, save it and use it. This is, this is useful. Yes. This is useful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was fun. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. And now it's time for Lamb Mail. Well, it's our favorite thing, iTunes reviews. Oh, we got some good ones. They kept coming. And if you have time, please go over to iTunes and write us a review. It's uh, over there in the iTunes store. Find us, the Mariah Report, and write a review for how you feel. And they could be good, they could be bad, they could be whatever. Let us know. Yeah, it could be whatever you feel. We've got a little mixed bag today. Our bag is mixed. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Martin, you go ahead and start us off here. Well, I think the last one we left off that we didn't read is by Tev, 2011. And I think we did read this, I'm not sure. Maybe we did. We'll but do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. You get double. Thank you guys for the awesome podcast. I'm excited to know there are other people... Who love Mariah just as much as me. Hashtag Lamely. Love it. Uh-huh. Love it. You're next. Uh, okay, well, uh, oh, I get to read this one? Oh, why? I got to read this one. <laughs> okay, this one is by Brillo Boy. And he says, I really want to like this podcast more. While the hosts have up-to-date information that they are always happy to share, they tend to c- come across ab- as overly critical. Oops. What? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Kind of. I mean, but that's, I mean, yeah. That's our job. Uh, okay. Yeah. They rarely like anything Mariah's working on and usually end up shitting all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe. Maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. They even have something called the triumphant bin. <laughs> Which they refer to as where all the Mariah projects they don't like end up. As a fan, I'm saddened that these gentlemen have the audacity to represent the Lamely. All right, valid point. That is valid. I'm not, that's sort of funny, but it's also very valid. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, Brillo boy. And we can dish, we can take. Exactly. And yes, I think sometimes we are overly critical. We are, but I think we've been critical in the last few months. The con- the quality right. of the content that's being produced. Like, I don't know how long this person has listened to our podcast, but like, if you're like a long time listener, you know that like, it's all in fun yeah. and there's nothing but love here. But if you just sort of happen to stumble upon a lot of those Mariah World episodes, the last few months. you probably got a lot of negativity. I will admit to that. Yeah. And yes, maybe I am critical, but honestly, if I were to just sit here and say, yes, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. Cause we already know she's amazing. It'd be boring. It'd be boring. 
mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not making things up. These are real things that I feel like maybe I don't like. But Mariah doesn't have to please me. No. I would love if she did. Yeah. But when I say this, I'm saying it to you. I'm saying it to the Lamely. This is kitchen table talk for me. When oh, yeah. I'm out on the street, oh, we love I'm everything. defending her. Yeah. I don't. If someone could tell me the craziest thing, and I will defend it like, like I'm defending a, a O.J. Simpson. Uh-huh. Like we know you're a murderer, but I will de- lie, lie, and deny it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like when I am overly critical, it's really just to people that I know have the same love and respect for Mariah. Yeah. And so what I say. I'm not trying to like change their opinion or make her look bad. Me too. I agree. I I, I guess that doesn't always come across. And I understand that, especially in the past few weeks. (laughs) Especially the last few. But we don't shit on like the good stuff. Right. We we all know Mariah's a genius. But Brillo Boy, thank you for that. Because, you know, sometimes. I like the triumphant bin. Me too. Uh, Honey, I got my own triumphant bin of my life. There's not much in there, though. No, there's not. There's like three things in the triumphant bin. Yeah. What's in there? Yeah, 27 years and you got three things in there? Yeah. Come on. It's fine. It's the I Want to Know What Love Is video. That's in there. (laughs) The um, Infinity Remix. And Triumphant. And Triumphant. Oh, wait. Did we put... Wait, we should just do a stock take. Okay, and we put Infinity in there, too. (laughs) The video. Infinity. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, Infamous. Oh, Infamous went straight in. Infinity Remix is in there. Infamous is in there. I want to know what love is video is in there. <laughs> and the original Triumphant, because the dance remixes of Triumphant are amazing. They are good. Is the Triumphant video in there? No, because I'm in the Triumphant video. Oh, okay, we saved So, that. yeah, like I have my cameo appearance in it. So it's not in there, but it's like right next to the bin. Wait, didn't we throw that woman in there too? Oh, the woman's, honey, the woman's in her own trash bin. <laughs> she's getting taken to the dump <laughs> any day. <laughs> Any day now. She's in the plastic recycling bin. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyways, Brillo Boy, it's all in fun. But thank you for listening. But it's okay. You can feel that way. Yes, absolutely fine. Thank you for listening. And it, will get, it will get better. It will get better. If, it will get better. If Mariah we're, gets better. We just, we're going through a, a bad period. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Next you, one. Yeah. By Mikey Oso. Expert Lambs, best podcast about everything Mariah. Thank you. Boom. Take it. Done and done. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, This one is from Mimi42332467. I don't know how I read those numbers off so quickly. Um, But each episode gets better. You guys are so good at what you do. You speak the truth about Mariah and her career. And I'm so proud to be a lamb. Keep up the good work. Hashtag L for L. Oh, thanks, Mimi. Right. And I think this person gets it. Mimi gets it. Like, we speak the truth of our feelings. Like, again... This is all out of love. Mm-hmm. You think I was spending my time, my precious moments, just, just sitting here trying to like bash Mariah or bring her down? No. Mm-mm. This is just a critical analysis with some humor mixed in. Yeah. That's it. Like we were saying earlier in the show when, when we were talking about things that sucked, those plays I saw, not Mariah things, those other right. things we saw. Tell me what you like about it. Tell it, If you like those things we don't like, tell us why so we can start to see it differently. Right. Because maybe I'm missing something. Exactly. Like when we ask for in, like feedback or tell us what you think about, you know, infamous yeah. or whatever, like we really want to know because that's how you get your eyes open. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I never thought about it that way. Uh-huh. You know, because we all have our own thoughts and minds and opinions and we're all in our own heads. Mm-hmm. But when you talk to people about Mariah, you see things differently or you agree or you disagree or things like that. Mm-hmm. That's the whole 
whole amazingness of the, the lamely, like yeah. getting together and talking about everything. Yeah. So that's what we do. Unlike any family, there's no, no one, you don't just automatically like each other. Right. You make it work. You make it work. And that's what we do. Uh, okay. Well, um, MC love butterfly emoji. One star. <laughs> oh, one star. <laughs> one whole star. One out of five. Uh, what's her problem? Question mark. I really, really wanted to like this podcast. Dan and Martin have all the latest juice, but geez Louise, Dan is the most negative person. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. If he didn't say he was a fan, I would assume he hates MC. And you can totally tell Martin agrees with Dan when he doesn't want to. Too negative and too bitchy to listen to. All well, right, MC Love, let's talk for a minute. Me and you. Well, Me and you, MC Love. Again, it's just the the uh, the happenings of the last few months. Right. Well. I think that's what it is. The new manager. And I understand that. Yeah. Because you know what? That is something I really, really don't like. And I am a bitch about it. When I don't like something, I'm going to be a bitch about it. Because I only want what's best for Mariah. And when I, when I see in my eyes that something not going on good, uh-huh. I'm going to speak on it. I feel like this came about... For do you, okay, do you remember our second last looking in for Mariah's World? I texted you. I was like, "Dan, you are not having it in this episode." Like, oh, I'm no, I it. was, I was, I was really mad because no, you I know, know, but that's fine. Like, that's fine because that, that was a valid madness. I I think so. Yeah. I think so. So if you're tuning in to, to those, yeah. yes, I see exactly why you would be like, uh, "Who the fuck is this guy yep. talking all this shit about Mariah?" Mm-hmm. But I have been here for 27 years and I ain't going nowhere. Um, so there are good things and there are bad things. Yeah, that's have, just life in general. We're having a rough patch, you know, right now. That's it. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean, but I have to speak my mind on it. Mariah's world was not well. I think up to par. No, and especially like seven to eight episodes in, she's we've been worn down of like okay, right. It's like I can't done, even take this, this anymore. anymore. I really cannot take this anymore. Cannot be positive. It's about It's nonsense. It was. It is because I feel like we started off real good with those uh, looking in episodes and the Mariah world episodes, and then it just quickly went really down. Especially after New Year's, like that second half of Mariah's world. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Um, do we want to throw Mariah's World in the triumphant bin while we, while the bin's actively out? here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got it? I don't know about that yet. I don't know. Do you think it's possible? It qualifies to go. We're it qualifies. I don't know. We might have to. We're gonna have to check the use by date on that one. Yeah, that that might be expiring soon. <laughs> yeah. We're not sure yet. Uh huh. But it is out on DVD now. So if you'd like to pick up your copy, you can go to Amazon.com and buy Mariah's World. <laughs> There's, Just no, there's no promo code for that. There's no promo code for that one. <laughs> You're paying full price, bitches. <laughs> well, MC Love Butterfly. Well, thank you for your again, input. Like, again, we, we do appreciate that because, you know, if we are getting out of control or being too mean, you know, yeah, let us know. But we know too. Like, we spoke about it. In terms of, like, agreeing, me agreeing, agreeing with Dan, I don't, oh, yeah. think, I don't think that was true. I What's think up I was with trying, that? I think I was trying to keep it positive oh you were trying to like uh, uh balance it out balance out you were trying to like but dad and i disagree on things all the time all the time like and it's just, okay and we just smooth it out like we it's, move on boom it's fine it's not a big deal uh okay we have one last one um by oh my god gotta find it. oh my god he lost it oh. he lost it look at him no, I found it. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. It's by uh, Jake T3. Wait, do we know him from Twitter, I think? Jake T3? Jake or Jay? It says Jay. Oh, maybe not. Jake okay, T3. anyways. Holla at ya. How you doing? Jake gave us a bonus five stars. So that's ten altogether. Wait, how do you do that? He just added an emoji stars. Oh, shit. So that cancels out the <laughs> that other... That cancels out those <laughs> other ones. Okay. Jake said, never thought listening to... Uh, Listening to guys talk about Mariah Carey could be so fascinating or interesting. Uh, I'm now L for L. We converted one. Oh, there you go. See? There we go. Our work is being good. Uh-huh. It's good work. It's come off. It's good work. Yeah. There's a, it's, uh, there's a purpose to the... There really is. You know, and I convert people to Mariahism all the time. Oh, me too. I do. I haven't in a while. That's like my daily work out there on the streets, mm-hmm. in those in those streets. Yeah. So yeah, I might be sitting here talking a little shit, like, you know, her you know nipples popped out or her boobs look like they're injured. Oh, yeah. You know, but really, out there, I'm all Mariah. Oh, yeah. 110%. For sure. All the time. Yeah. I'm ride or die. Uh-huh. But when it comes to, you know, talking... This is just like us. ...to the lamely, you got to be real. Yeah. Those they, people they don't, you know, those people. I'm selling them something. I'm not selling anyone here anything but a Casper mattress. Uh-huh. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or a DVD. <laughs> or a DVD. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't have to sell Mariah to you guys listening because we all love Mariah. So, like, this is the time where you can be open, honest, and... Yeah. Speak your feelings. Especially if you love Mariah, us talking shit about certain things isn't going to change that. Exactly. Because we're not here you, for that either. Me yeah. talking shit about Mariah should not change. Me talking shit or loving Mariah should really not change your opinion mm. because you're here listening to us for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like you love Mariah. Yeah. So stick with it. Do it. Like love it yeah. 100% all the way. Uh-huh. But out there on the streets, I'm like selling Mariah to people all the time. No, me too. I've converted a few people. Some people converted back to haters. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like recently. Oh, no. I know. Well, don't tell me who they are because then I'm going to hate them. No. I'm, I'm, I kept quiet because I would need to... Because, A, I had no ammunition to bring it back around. Uh-huh. I'm waiting for Mariah to come back around. Right. So I can And then you'd be the like, sell. uh-huh, yeah. Exactly. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, girl. That's um, what's going on down here. Yeah. People are converting back. Yeah, hey. That, that, that happens, the ebb and flow yeah. of that. But I, you can never count Mariah out, so. No, where are we in, like, Mariah world? Are we in a good place? We're coming back around. We're coming back around. We're going to see what happens. This is going to be a very interesting year with the music, mm. see what she's doing with this tour. I just feel it's like. It's a little messy. It's, it's a little all over the place, but we can get some good work done here if we focus. But I also like that Mariah is, we have seen a lot of Mariah just out and about doing things like whatever, going to dinner, being with the kids, you know, stuff like that. Oh, can we talk I like about those that? Times. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Can we talk about that selfie she took of herself <gasps> with her own two hands? Oh my God. With the like very, very little Real. makeup. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so great. She looked great, right? She looked great. She In did like two pictures. Yeah. She One, she had a lamb shirt on. There was that. Oh my God. I love those. Shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? That was the shirt that they gave away when you gave money to St. Jude's at Zimo. Oh, that's Zimino, right. Whatever yeah. it is. That's right. That's right. I donated and got my shirt. Oh. And that was that shirt. Oh, I love that. Because I think she thought it was like a, lamp, a fan art 
t-shirt. Nothing offended. <gasps> right? Okay. She was like, I was like, oh. She's like, oh, we're, okay, well, actually, that was designed for a special, special promotion. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, but, nonetheless, but, but nonetheless, she, and, and she, lambs do have a lot of artistic. Um, oh, yeah. She, yeah. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. She, so. It's fine. She caught it up, though. It didn't look like, mine did it doesn't look like that. No, you know Mariah always has to make it fit. I think some scissors can't fix. She loves to get some scissors and just. Yeah, you know. I'm like, I'm really contemplating getting my scissors out and cutting the top off my jeans again. Okay, well, I will. If I wasn't fat as fuck, I would. I need, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been working out again. I've finally recovered from the New Year's Eve debacle. Oh, yeah. Right, when right, When I went right. to a depression and ate everything yeah. and drank everything I could see. So maybe yeah. I can get it back. I might. I'm just trying to get my pants to button. I might do it as a something. Then, then we could think. Wouldn't that be if that came back? Because it's just about time to come back around. It's been it almost is. twenty years. Yeah. Can you believe it? That's I cannot believe it. We're like three years shy. Of, Seriously. No, two years shy of it. Yeah. Am it's I, crazy. Yeah, I think it's time to bring it back around. It's gonna happen. But you know what's not gonna happen? What? Those fucking fishnets. No, burn them. Burn them. Burn them all. Where's that fire? Didn't we burn some other things? We have all these things set up. We've got a fire. We've got the bin. <laughs> yeah. But... Put them in the pink dress fire. Oh, oh the, the God. Vegas. That pink dress. Yeah. That pink dress. I'm sure it's still smoldering. This, but... Still the, the... Ignite it, yeah. Yeah. Put this... Light it up. <laughs> throw the gasoline on it. Oh, strike the match. We'll throw it in the fire pit. In the fire the pit. Yeah. yeah. With that wedding dress <laughs> yes. from I Don't video. Exactly. That's where we And it. every other outfit in that video. Uh-huh. Toss it on that fire pit. I'm I'd rather mad. see her walking around naked. I'm still not mad at the red dress. Well, I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. All right, guys. I think that's enough. We have spoken so much. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. Tell us your feedback for the uh, Craig interview and all the tidbits that he gave us i hope you guys enjoy those little golden nuggets yeah um read his book it's good yeah i'm gonna get on top of that i want to read it mm-hmm. well listen to it because you know i always need something to listen to yeah all right guys send us your itunes reviews yep send us your feedback and subscribe to us on facebook twitter instagram all that stuff because here we are yeah at the mariah report Yep. It's a mouthful. It is. But you can say it. We've all had mouthfuls before. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. Cut.